beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. On this beautiful day. A good morning, NFTs. We put up on Mando. Got the Alpha on Web 3. And it's all on Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. Yo, 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 happy Friday, GM, 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 good morning, everyone, Friday, July 22nd, wow, look at that, another beautiful day, to have a beautiful day, let me get my co-host up on the stage. What's up, Golden? GM, man. What's going on, everybody? I'm, like, super hyped about this Friday. I don't know why. I just woke up feeling like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm spent. <laughs> You've been what going we... hard. You've been going hard. Like, your last show was, like, two hours ago, right? Like, come on. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we had a show last night. It's like it's feel, it's like that, that long ago. Honestly, when you think about it, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was hella fun. What's up, Ovi? Happy Friday, GM. Happy Friday. Am I am I just always here ahead of Mando now? Am, am I like you know what? You I'm are. No longer, you... I'm no longer the late one. I'm like the. I must say, I must say, you've been you've been getting here before Mando every single morning, every day this week, and probably last week as well. Does this show happen? Does this show happen at ten thirty anymore, or is it just like whenever the hell you you decide? Yeah, that's the Mando oh. thing, right? If the show started at seven thirty, he would be here first. But this this arbitrary like start luck. time, like, forget about it. Are you guys slapping me right now? You guys talking shit? It's unbelievable. Huh? Oh, let me tweet that we're live. You know the you know, you know the vibes, everyone. I pinned the tweet at the top. We're gonna talk about the macro and NFT daily summary today. Um, artifact hoodies. And those Moonbird fanny packs. Um, they're great. Right, Mando? You love the fanny packs. Uh, and then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, my God. Epic Games uh, definitely won't ban NFTs. Um, we had... I, it's interesting. We had quite a long conversation about that last night. But uh, it was... Uh, it's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, should Scam Victim be reimbursed? Or is it their problem? Ooh. Uh, that's, that's a clickbait. That's a clickbait, right? That's a, that's a clickbait. That's a big clickbait, huh, man, though? That one's, I gotta say, I added the last part. So that's like a a clickbait collab. That's a, definitely a clickbait collab here uh, with Mando and I. He, he, he tossed it and I had to, you know, finish it. But <laughs> another great show. You know what to do, fam, as usual. Bottom right, it's a plus button. Top right is an arrow, I believe. And you can share the space uh, to everyone. Uh, and get the people in. What a week it has been, guys. What a, I, I think. What this, week? I think this is like. I'm not gonna lie. Obviously biased, uh, but this has been like a, probably our best week for the show, in my opinion. Uh, I think. I think it was great. Uh, the the guests was, were awesome. The conversations were were, were very very good. So uh, I, had I think we're gonna get some good guests next week as well. Hell um, yeah! Already working. The CEO, on CEO of and probably might be coming on. Which would be cool. Oh, oh yeah! You've been chatting. You've been chatting with him, huh? Yeah, it should be a good show. I think that's pretty cool. That that's that's pretty cool. Um, I guess it helps having a lot of hate, a, a lot of apes, huh? Uh, and uh, <laughs> I have a lot of hate. <laughs> and you have a lot of hate, Prime. You have a lot of apes. You have a lot of apes. 
uh, yeah, it's different. Um, but <laughs> uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me. Uh, let me. So, okay. did you finish your your bottle of Portuguese wine last night? Yes, I did. Is that, is it? Yes, yeah. I did. You, you sound hungover. I I absolutely uh, did, and it was good. Actually, it was good. I had Portuguese wine last night in honor of Mando being in Portugal. That was that was what I was drinking too. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, but we hosted a room last night. It was, it was actually the room was great. Uh, hosted a room last night with Mel. Uh, we try to do it every Thursday night uh, with his, which is her Friday morning. And uh, and it was really good. You know, we had a blast. We had fun, and we talked a lot about gaming and uh, and a lot about other stuff. Uh, and, and it was great. I think it's fun to have something at least uh, on the evening sometimes uh, on Rug Radio. So it was uh, it was definitely great. Uh, but today, definitely, you want to talk. About all the stuff we got lined up, there's quite a few things. Um, uh, Ov, I'm actually gonna go straight to you if you wanna, you know, kind of give us, uh, give us a download on the, on the, on the market. Yeah. Um, so macro-wise, we had a good day in equities yesterday. Today, they're kind of unchanged. Um, it's been a huge move in interest rates uh, over the last 36 hours, I guess. Um, Two year and two years back below three three hundred basis points now, so that's been kind of like a ten to fifteen percent rally since we had that inflation number. Ten years now, two point seven eight percent. So uh, the reason why interest rates are rallying is because um, Russia and Ukraine have signed a deal to restart their grain exports. Um, that is actually good for the inflation narrative being temporary and that's going to sign that deal, I think is a big headway into controlling food inflation. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing interest rates rally because getting that over the line and obviously Russia and Ukraine has been like a huge, um, it's, it's the biggest thing that no one talks enough about, which is affecting a lot of global macroeconomics. Getting this done is definitely going to improve the inflation narrative and it increases the chances that inflation is only transitory and reduces the requirement for higher interest rates in the short term. So you're just seeing this huge rally in interest rates today. Um, I'm surprised like stocks aren't rallying more based on that. I'm surprised crypto isn't rallying more based on that. But I think this grain deal, talks of this grain deal were, were going on for the last few days. Um, so maybe it was already priced in. Maybe th- maybe this announcement was a kind of already priced into the... This is a massive uh, move though, right? Like, this could be one of the biggest moves of the whole year. Well, it's a, it's a big move in interest rates. It's not so in interest not rates, really, yeah. In interest rates, in, yeah. Not not a big move in, in risk assets, but um, I also think positioning interest rates is like super short. So um, you know, everyone's going to squeeze again in interest rates. But yeah, it's good. Like this is that that grain deal is like a pretty strong positive with regard to specifically with regard to the inflation narrative that we've seen this year. I think it's actually a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I don't know, like, it seems like crypto is taking a bit of, well, I say it's taking a bit of a breather, but we're still higher than where we were yesterday. Equities are kind of like unchanged. Um, I still think we're going to keep rallying from here, to be honest with you. Like, I saw Amanda, you said you took some profits overnight, which I think is smart. Like, we're up 60, 70% off the lows now. Um, and oh, that's the Feds. Yeah. The feds are coming. The Feds are coming. Kobe wrote a thread about Fed you. alert, Fed alert. It's uh, it's Ed, it's Ed Balloon coming out right, coming. He's in London, right outside my flat. <laughs> it's Ed Balloon in collaboration with Kobe. <laughs> um, no, but I saw, yeah, I saw Amanda. So you, you took some profits, which I think is smart. Like, if anyone 
has been averaging down and buying the dip for the last few weeks. Like stuff's up 60, 70, 100% plus. So that's a lot of money. Um, uh, for me, I'm not like taking any chips off the table here. I just, I just still think we're going higher. I think we're going higher in the short term. I think we're also going higher in like the long term as well. So it's just like, we're also, I think we're up a lot, but we're also still down a lot from the highs. And um, that's not to say like we can't go lower. And I don't, I don't think we've bottomed or anything like that. We definitely could go lower. I'm expecting to, to lose more money, like lose money from the current position I'm in now. But, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Come on, Ovi. You heard it here first. Final squeeze. Final squeeze. But I think I think we. I think I think we keep going. I think we. I personally. Ovi thinks we keep going. Somebody make a meme about that. Uh, I'm taking chips off the table here. I think I think we're going to hit 1700, 1800, but then the Fed is middle of next week. There's no doubt that we've we've got up 70 percent in in like ten oh, I days. Love it. Um, like but if the Fed that's causes, good. it might be good, but you'll see volatility. I think, and we've 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 just had one way rally, right? I just think that you're going to see you're going to see big swings. I think um, next week. So my guess is that we could we could dip we could dip down again, even if long term this is we kind of be in a bullish trend now, or this is a bit more of a bounce. We're not just going to straight line from here from one from nine nine hundred straight to like three thousand. Like I think I think as we approach two thousand, even it's going to be yeah. very volatile. I think that's fair. Like I'm not I'm not expecting a grind to three thousand now. Um, I think it will be choppy. I think it will be volatile. But I still feel like, even at these levels, I still feel like risk is skewed towards the upside. Like I think we've had we've had the part of the bounce back where everyone's like, "Oh, like that's weird. Like why did it bounce back? Everything's still really bad." And maybe some people like were short and got stopped out, or maybe some people bought the dip and taking chips off the table. I think you always get the next part of the ride, which is like the inexplicable part, the stuff that's like, "Oh, like why is it so much higher? It doesn't make any sense." And I feel like we're, I feel like that's still a possibility. I'm not saying it's an extremely high possibility, but you know, if he, if, he, if I mean, what what are we expecting from the Fed? 75 basis points, one percent. Like, it I don't think it's that relevant that much right now. Um, but it, the inflation number is a number that should be coming down, and we'll, we'll see what payrolls are. But it just seems like the next few weeks, you probably have better news than worse news, and I still think risk is skewed towards the upside is just how I feel. But look, I'm not saying it's bad trade to take profits, man. Like it stuffs up a lot from the lows and it absolutely makes sense. But I'm just yeah. being a being a DGEM. I guess my, my view is that, I mean, we had what could have been a really, really bad inflation report um, and then we ripped. And I kind of feel like it doesn't really matter what the news is. It's just, it's because we've been quiet since that figure, right? And that's, we haven't really had any major news. And then as you approach the Fed, Normally you have volatility, like normally something bucks the trend that's been going on since then. Or um, so I kind of agree that you know, I'm super bullish crypto. I just think that if you've been holding, this is maybe not a bad time to, to maybe take a little bit of profits. You don't have to sell everything. Remember, you can always just sell, you know, twenty, thirty percent. Um, that's how I was doing it. Remember, from fifteen hundred onwards, like if we rallied ten percent every five percent, I was taking off five percent. So I took some off at fifteen seventy five. Um, 1620 and then 1650. Um, but we might go to 1700, 1800, but I think you should be reducing potentially around this level.
Yeah, wow. you're, not, well, you're not wrong. I think you're not wrong, but um, I don't know why I went to it. We, we have a young <laughs> bull out on stage today. Today, Ovi, Ovi to this morning, woke up and decided to be the most bullish person on crypto Twitter. Um, if, if, if I may, if I may chime in here, uh, gentlemen, I think we may go a little sideways, but perhaps we might go a little higher, but we could also grind lower. Uh, but I think that if we keep going diagonally towards uh, an upward spiral, uh, we're looking good. Uh, so that's my analysis uh, for today. Uh, I did a lot of TA. You know, I charted everything. I drew some lines. I looked at the moon. I studied uh, the sun. And uh, You don't get to talk, right? You don't get to talk. You missed the dip, man. You missed the dip. You got caught up. Embarrassed you know what? Posts. I have enough exposure with my fanny packs, okay? I got two fan- two unclaimed fanny packs. What do you have? Hmm? Look at you and look at me. I got fanny packs. You got apes. All right? So <laughs> we are we are not the same. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> No, but it was, uh all 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 jokes aside. It's where are you where are you that, buying so. back in for? Where, where, where are you thinking? Pardon? When are you, when, when's your when's your point? My what? When's your pain point that you buy back in? Either from a FOMO side mm-hmm. or if we start dipping, yeah. Um, on the FOMO side, there's no FOMO side. I, I'm I'm almost convinced personally, like from my perspective, that there's gonna be a point in time where I'm gonna buy thousand dollar ETH again. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I am not an expert, but I do listen to you two every morning. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, and then from and then where I FOMO in, I don't think that I haven't FOMO'd in this time, man. Though I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Uh, because I figured I had enough exposure ETH-wise in terms of NFTs. Now, I understand it's different. It's not a token. I understand it's not as liquid. But still, like I thought, I, I figured I had way too much. Not too much, but a lot of NFT exposure here, which is why I didn't partake in this pump, uh, sadly. Uh, however, I have a feeling I'll be seeing, like, honestly, Mando, between now, if I catch, like, 12-something, I'm probably not going to miss it this time. And I won't mind if it goes lower, uh, just because of what I've seen. But that's, like... From someone like myself, you could say like retail, whatever, like someone's kind of involved in the space, actually involved in the space very much so every single day. But that's kind of like how I think right, I'm going to so, go about so it. So imagine we're at 1200 and Keyboard Monkey and Wizards of Soho are just bare posting the shit out of this market. Are you, are you going to buy it then? Not this time. I'm not <laughs> listening to a guy who didn't have his 2FA on and got hacked by some punk on Twitter. I'm never listening to Keyboard Monkey again. I'm going to turn my fucking notifications off for him. I'm not listening to him. Uh, Keyboard Monkey, I take that back. I know you have a lot of rugs, so please don't sell them. Uh, but it's I'm not going to get fudded again. Not this time, Mando. I'm going to text you guys. I'm going to call you guys. I'm going to have you guys give me a private prep talk, pep talk. And there's no way I'm getting fudded out of my bags again. Is that good? I'll tell you, we were in, we were in a, a, a group with Keyboard Monkey at one stage, and I remember when ETH was at 900, I remember him putting in the chat, it's going to 400, and I called up Ovi, and I was like, is it really going to 400? <laughs> um, Yo! He scared the shit out of me at that stage. I think stage. I texted you guys, because he said 300, and a lot of people were saying, yeah, 300, 300, and I, was, I think I was texting you guys, I don't know, or maybe Ds, I text Ds a lot, and I was like, yo, what? Or I think, I even texted Keyboard, I'm like, well, what's going on here? And he's like, yeah... We could potentially see this. I'm like, oh, shit. But uh, it's all love for a keyboard, by the way. Anyone listening? <laughs> yeah. Where's Wizard? I'm telling y'all. Where's Wizard? We have not seen Wizard of Soho on this Twitter space this week at all. 
he 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 showed his head when when eighth dip below fifteen hundred. Oh, okay. um, but then yeah, but like fourteen eighty five. He came in fourteen eighty five. He's like, listen, young bula, I'm sitting in the middle of an alleyway in the middle of Sicily. And I'm having some prosciutto with some rich guys. And ETH is going to 600. That's what he was telling us. And he was wrong. And he was wrong, guys. You should have all listened to Ovi. There's three letters up here. O-S-F. It means listen in, uh, in his language. That's what it means. So listen to him. You know, he's been giving good advice. Um, <laughs> uh, on the, by the way, NFADYUR on the good stuff before I get a couple tweets. Um, on the <laughs> on the NFT side, uh, Mando, uh, obviously, yesterday we talked a lot about NFT worlds. Um, last night we had a great conversation about where they could pivot and how they could pivot. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Obviously, that was the biggest drawback. Clones are under 10 ETH now. Um, wow, clones are under 10 ETH. My God. Uh, Moonbirds uh, pull back to 21.9, I think, from a 30-something high not long ago. NFT worlds, 36% up, 134. Um yeah, but uh, the rest is just, you know, seems to be uh, sticking around. Unless you see something. We saw some movement on Super Cool World. We saw some movement on Super Cool World by Nina. Uh, Chanel here above 0.5, so above Mint. Pudgy Penguins are moving. Yeah, that was above Mint. Crypto Twitter is back. Did you guys see that? Crypto Twitter is back. Pudgy Penguins. You have Pintoshi tweeting at me to get Penguins. You have Kaleo tweeting at me to get Penguins. Everyone! Again, just like last year, is asking me to buy penguins. Uh, so that's happening again on crypto Twitter, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> and what else you see, though? Yeah, I didn't even realize the penguins are back. The right? penguins 2. 2. are back, it seems. And they're back pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, look, ETH, ETH is ripping, so listings are up again uh, across pretty much every collection. Uh, Board Ape still hanging out around 93, 94 area. Um, Franklin, I think, was listing a ton at the floor, and, and uh, there was some drama there yesterday. Um, what drama? Was, like listing them, then also. Well, I think he was listing them, and then also had like an eighty-three bid out there on the whole Did he? Did he tell <laughs> us? Didn't Franklin literally come on our show and refresh my memory and tell me if I'm wrong? Did he come and tell us that he would list things to lower the floor, put bids in, get his bids accepted, and then delist? Did he really tell us he would do that? Uh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I don't I've heard remember. Franklin I mean, talk about that. And I'm not fighting or this, attacking. This... I'm just saying an observation. I'm pretty sure he told us that. Like he gave us a game plan. These, these are not regulated markets, so you can kind of do whatever the hell you like. But um, well, he does yeah, whatever the hell he wants. That, like that, that guy is goaded. Those are tactics that you can use, um, which are which sometimes not allowed in, in other markets. But it, um, yeah, there was some drama. He did about lose that 100 ETH, right? He did lose 100 ETH to that person. He lost 100 exactly. ETH. Like, he's got to make it back. He's got to make it back. The guy's um, only made a couple thousand ETH. He's got to make more ETH. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's got to make more ETH. Um, so, yeah, they, they're, they're hanging out there. I think punks are kind of hanging out just above 80. Um, still decent volumes for those two. But everything else in the mid-teens range is getting hurt. Obviously, Moonbirds is down a lot. Um, and then Clonex, yeah, below, below 10. So... It's it's tough in that it's middle tough. of the middle of the range pack group. Um, none of them doing that well, apart from maybe the pudgies. And it was good to see that a new mint did well. The the Nina uh, Chanel mint uh, above mint is is a big deal. I got I got lucky as shit, by the way, guys. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I minted some rare stuff, um, and so I was pretty happy about that. Aquitars jumped to almost one ETH at some point. 
little pullback point eighty eight. MFers, hold on. Honestly, so, so you you, you minted a rare one. Yeah, again. I minted a really rare one. It's kind of unbelievable. Every single time, right? Just Every time, bro. It's rigged. It's rigged. Like, honestly, call the Twitter police right now. Like, make a page. Make a page about me. Like, this is not right. This is not right. The next 5,000 like tweet this weekend on Twitter is going to be about me minting that rare one. I can't o- believe OSF it. traditionally has got incredible luck when it comes to the mints. Like, I, we'll always mint the same projects and I'll get absolute flaws and he'll always get like OSF top, does top 1% rarity. Gets lucky. He does try well, to that guy. I'm actually like, I've been extremely unlucky for my entire life. And for some reason, like, the universe has decided to the like, way, give me my luck. The way. Giving, <laughs> giving my luck for NFTs, which, is, which I'm, I'm cool with, to be honest with you. Like, the way I'm Obi with that. said that. Honestly, I've been unlucky my whole life. My whole life! I've been yeah, unlucky. I'm, I'm so I like deserve two years it. Ago, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I fucking deserve it. <laughs> All right? I love the energy. Oh my god, Golden was good. That was so funny. <laughs> I couldn't, I I couldn't think of someone less clear. unlucky than OSF, just to be clear. <laughs> OSF, what's up with you on your art shit? So you have greed. You had a whole like auction going on yesterday. The stuff is flying. Wait, hold on. I wanted to mention that this week. RLD went to 2070's floor. I don't know what it's at right now. It's probably high 20s or like high teens. Um, what what the hell has happened on your in your world? You're crushing it. Uh, yeah, I, like a couple of people bought RLD, so I think it got into the twenties. I guess it's nice to see. Um, yeah, I've been doing this seven sins drop, which is just uh, um, the the additions based on the seven deadly sins. Um, that's cool I, I like the greed one a lot it's yeah. such a good piece that one the greed one is cool yeah yeah um, basically I get I get all the RLD guys they got airdropped this key it's called the key to your sins yeah I have um, and yeah there's a there's a few riddles and puzzles hidden in this thing um, I don't really want to give too much away because I know a bunch of people have started to figure things out and have been working on it this week. Um, but yeah, just I guess just check out my Twitter if you want to find out more about it. But I don't want to. Uh, I want to. I want to keep it fair and not give much away. And you know. Oh, I'm that really... was just so cryptic. I love it. <laughs> I'm not really. I, I'm. I'm getting all these instructions from the keeper. This person called the keeper. So it's uh, my hands are tied in this one. I'm just getting my. I basically go into this like trance-like state, and I hear this voice from this person called the keeper, which is sometimes male, sometimes female, and then I just do what they say. And is that um, where you go? At, is that where you go at the end of the show each day? <laughs> <laughs> into a trance-like state, yes. Yeah, you go. You go on a <laughs> call for three hours or somebody. <laughs> By the um, way, Ovi, man, and I wanted to have it. We wanted to have a conversation with you. So this is an intervention oh, yeah. on a recorded Twitter space on our weekly show uh, that's supposed <laughs> to be extremely serious, market conversation and topical. Thing, you know, people turn up to actually listen to us, like, uh, educate them. But right now, they're going to listen about some personal stuff. What's up with the calls every day at 12? What, what's up with that? It's with the keeper. It's with the keeper, yeah, clearly. I, yesterday, I, I talked to Mando for, like, an hour and a half. I spoke to him for, like, two hours a day before. Cause working on. By the way, everyone, working on a bunch of dope shit for the morning show and for Rug Radio as a whole with Mando. Uh, but OSF, just, he, we, we're just wondering, you know, where, where is he at noon? Well, who is he talking to? Because Mando doesn't know. So we want to know. What? Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's the keep when the keeper comes. I, d- I don't really have control. I just like I said, I just get into this trance-like state, and 
you know, like like my head's like wobbling and my eyes are fluttering and stuff. It's it's pretty weird, and for some reason it seems to happen that um, twelve p.m. Eastern time, which is actually is five p.m. my time. Is it happening today? Uh, no. So the keeper actually spoke to me earlier today, oh, uh, this morning for the next drop for Lust. I just I just released Lust. If you um, saw the artwork for that one, for I think that's my favorite one actually. Um, so the keepers had had their words with me, um, and I, I hope I I won't fall into a trance-like state at, at twelve today. Oh, the keeper! I don't know what sort of sexual fantasy you're into, uh, but that sounds extremely interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the keeper is, I'm telling you, but uh, it sounds like Obi's having a hell of a good time in this bear market, right? I, I, had, no, I had no knowledge of this drop. I had no knowledge he was going to go into this this. Uh, They're great though. No, honestly, I'm looking at them. Greed, pride, uh, Purgatorio is. I don't know. It's just a blank screen for me, like a black piece of Pur- black and white. Purgatorio is a one of one. Purgatorio is a one of one. But we don't see it. You don't see it because it will only be revealed when it's retrieved. Oh. Wait, there you need to go. have you have to have a voice. You have to, you have, to have a voice of the lore. You could easily be like, you will only find it when they would be retrieved. <laughs> Purgatorio. We need, you need to give you a goblin goblin town meets yeah. wag wag. Yeah, guys. what happened in the goblin? <laughs> uh, yeah. The actual the goal message. is to retrieve Purgatory. That's great. <laughs> the, the goal is, I think that's what people have perceived the goal to be, and um. You know there are there are riddles that are implanted within this, and some people. I was actually surprised that some people got to the first stage of it extremely quickly, like within a few hours. Some people don't even realize there is a first stage, um, and you know, like you can. The, the goal is to retrieve Purgatorio. I don't know if anyone remembers, but I did um I had like a hidden RLD a while back, and the way that one worked is like I, I put it into a wallet and. I actually put different words of the seed phrase in wrecked guy and I kind of just like hinted out different clues and actually someone was someone tracked the whole thing and was able to get all the words of the seed phrase and go and get the free RLD from the wallet. Um, so this is people, not people exactly might not, might not know what RLD is, by the way. Oh, I know RLD we're so red deep light in the district. ecosystem, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a red, it's the red light district piece that Farouk was. This is one of my earlier. best investments in the NFT space. I paid 0.069 ETH and that shit's a 20 ETH. Come on, yeah. man. It's a sin to sell it, though. We're holding that, and we're getting our freaking airdrops to the day OSF drops, and then they're going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah. It's good for you you guys if I die. It's funny because you actually say that. You're like, yeah, well, if I die. um... (laughs) I've heard you say that before. It was funny. Ryan, good morning. I wasn't expecting to see you on the morning show. Look at you. Another Brit with a great voice for radio. Yeah, my friend, I thought I'd uh, add to a little bit of representation here. Yeah, I love to see it, OSF and Mando. Yeah, but the Brits were very heavily misrepresented, underrepresented on the stage right now. Good, good so, to finally get, yeah, good to finally get. Um, uh, I'm Portuguese. Another, <laughs> you're not Portuguese. Good to finally get another Brit and, uh, and some, some more sense on the stage. It's, it's nice. So, it's surprising. <laughs> you, you know, given the anonymous nature, of course, of a lot of Web3 profiles, I, I used to work with one chap uh, in my day job who actually founded The Creeps. And I didn't realize it was run by a British dude. And I was in the Discord chilling, not realizing it's actually somebody I knew who ran it. That's so funny. Ryan, how's the market on your side? 
Ryan, guys, Ryan is, I know, I've known Ryan for a minute. He's, he's an incredible trader. Y'all should link up uh, in London. Uh, right? Did you guys see Snapchat this morning? Like, Snapchat announces last week doing NFTs, and this week they're down like 30, and today they're down like 36%. Damn. This shit is crazy when you look at it. It's like, what, down 85% from their highs? This is stuff, this stuff is insane. I, I, I wonder because, you know, I wouldn't want to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But ever since the Web3 space has come about, you know, the traditional tech companies, you, you think PayPal was innovating on payments, have now been replaced by, you know, blockchain integrated businesses. And, and you know, the hype around them, which we saw a year or so ago, has just died down. A lot of these social media platforms that have been made, you know, they can be replicated. Talent is growing at the current moment. I, I, I'm curious with NFTs as well. You know, that's allowed people to raise money to build businesses themselves or build tools. And a lot of them are not going public anymore. I mean, just a, a context, I should probably say, is I'm uh, in my day job. I work as a commercial analyst at a company called Primary Bid. There's IPOs for public companies, raises for public companies as well. But I'm also 20 years old, so I'm pretty new to the space. But I've noticed that there's been a drying up in the volume of a lot of IPOs as as compared to maybe 2021 there might be a link what do you guys think yeah look if you can raise 70 million dollars um and then release fanny packs i think it's a pretty good business model it's so. actually 200 million dollars <laughs> um I, I i can imagine people see it as another form of funding I, I i heard the same thing that the ipo market is dried up this year but i also think that's because the stock market's down like 30 well not 30 anymore but 20, 20%. So maybe but the Snapchat that. stuff is insane, though. Like, it's actually crazy how much Snapchat got hit today. Uh, I, I don't know if it was because of some earnings report or whatever, but it's just insane to watch, see Snapchat down to like 37%. Like, if you look at the if you look at the six-month chart, if you like year to date, this stuff is terrible. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, there's That's a lot of the only thing I ever sold the top of was Snapchat. I feel so happy when I got out of my equity position. No there. way, bro. You sold your three stocks? Let's go. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Good morning, Simon. <laughs> I fell back asleep this morning. Like, Mando was all bullish and all this stuff was bullish. I'm like, this is not as fun. Like, I miss them, like, causing fear. And I, I wasn't that bullish. Hold on. Actually. They've never caused any fear. Okay. My co host don't cause fear on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing Americans we... up here. Too many Brits, too many uh, Canadians. I feel like I know, if we, you, when you guys we, listen we, to yeah. your market report every morning in in in, in uh, with a British accent, I feel like it not only doesn't sound smarter, but it it also uh, comes through better, and uh, and it's also more accurate. So that's that's the that's the that's the that's the thesis behind uh, behind them doing the market and review. Uh, plot twist: they actually don't have an accent; it's, they're faking it. Um, they're uh, it's uh, it's it's not true; it's not real. Mando actually you can speak like regular, right, Mando? I'm not even gonna try and attempt non-British accent. <laughs> My Portuguese <laughs> accent is just not good. I was I waiting for it. Try and say no, no, I can't, I can't. Oh damn! I thought, I thought, uh. I thought I thought you were about to to to. to I, I tried to do Portuguese best American before, but accent. like, it's, oh no, I can't do an American accent either. <laughs> it can't be worse than Farouk's so British accent. Hey, Golden, get out of here, okay? Get out of <laughs> here. You you don't get to talk about my British accent, okay? 
Uh, so today in the market, oh, uh, so I'm feeling bad. quite. I'm, I'm feeling proper bullish, and uh, and uh, and I'm gonna go to uh, Shoreditch and have a. Okay, no, I'm done. All right. So um, on the topics, though. All right, let's move on for the market. We're good for the market. Uh, we've gone know. really off. We've gone really off road. Yeah, we've gone really off topic for like forty minutes. It's, so it's Friday. We all we all had a very long week. We all had a really good week. Uh, and Friday, play it. What's up, Simon? You'll play the Friday song, man. Then Saturday, Friday Sunday, song. yeah. Oh no, yeah, I gotta find it. Sorry, I'm I'm really slow today. We can reset. Um, we can reset around that song and go through the topics. Okay, perfect. Let's let's reset around this song. You already know the vibes. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. Boom! There you go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Friday. It's Friday. Ovi got oh, Seth left. <laughs> he had a call with Magic. He hates Eden. that song. Uh, damn. <laughs> he left 53 uh, minutes early this time. Uh, 52 now. But in 52 minutes, Ovi's probably going to get on a call with Magic Eden, plan the future of the takeover uh, of crypto and NFTs. Uh, there he is. He's back. So now that we're done with the daily NFT market summary, let's talk about the artifact hoodies and the Moonbird fanny packs. And that in topics today what a <laughs> dry day huh uh and <laughs> the fu- i can't stop laughing when i think about the fucking fanny packs i <laughs> i shared my thoughts last night i just think it's funny i'm a i'm a two-time moon bear holder um you know i like my birds and <laughs> but i thought that was so funny man though let's, let's talk about you. artifacts first. like can you take us through this drop it was flooded for a little bit last night i didn't even know what was going on like there was an issue about minting but you were there you were on the front line yeah i mean just a meter scan so basically what happened last night is that artifact was doing a hoodie drop that's uh you get the nft it was only 8888 of them uh, and it, they allowed every uh, artifact hold clonex holders twenty thousand uh clonexes right um, obviously not 20k holders, but still were could have could apply to get into the get that the hoodie. But on top of that, they also allowed anyone who owned the crypto dunks, right? Which is the uh, the shoe that came uh, from the monolith. If you open your monolith box, uh, you got one of the crypto dunks. Their sneaker with the Nike. Uh, and so the first first point of fudding was because of the the amount and the the exclusivity of it. Second point of fudding was because of the experience, and which frankly was terrible. Uh, but that's something that uh, Benoit came out about and talked about and said that this is not. Uh, he actually said like this is not okay. Like this is not. This is not how we do things here, and it's not how it should be done. And he apologized uh, on behalf of the company right away. I I, I personally appreciate to see that the acknowledgement uh, very quickly. But still, like it was, it kind of sucked to see like, you know, like I think I, I honestly guys like Mike Dudas. You know, we had him on stage yesterday. He's the one who probably like put put it all together the best. Like he was just saying like I think his tweet. Uh, made more sense uh and he was just saying like we can just do better right uh in terms of uh, experience like he said he said artifact charging 500 dollars for hoodies moonbirds giving out logo fanny packs we can do better that was his tweet uh i don't mind per se on the price point of the artifact hoodie because at the end of the day like um it's an it's it's hype it's nike it's it's just like it, it, it was trading up like it was trading like almost two x uh, for the longest time. I don't know exactly what it's like right now. What it's at right now, I'll check it out. But yeah, they were getting a lot of fud because of the uh, the experience. It was giving people, I guess. You know what it reminded me of actually? It reminded you of the mint. 
you know, it gave me mint vibes. Like when when Artifact uh, Clonex minted and everybody was, you know, kind of fighting and things weren't doing well, and then the website went down and this and that. It kind of it kind of reminded me of that that time. It's it's not the biggest. Uh, yeah, see there. Damn, I should have minted more, man. Though, see, I, I should have minted more. It's a point thirty six. Damn, uh, and it minted at point two. So at the end of the day, like the thing did well, it's performing very well for people. So on the price point, I don't really care for that or mind mind it either because you know obviously it's trading up. But yeah. Artifact yesterday gave thousands of DJs a lesson on how to mint directly from a contract, <laughs> if anything. Uh, I said that last night. Said it again right now. Uh, they thought there was no maximum? Out. Was Pardon? it? What is it? Was there a maximum per wallet that could mint? Because uh, so I thought people were minting loads. So you could mint one. This is where I fucked up, right? You could mint one per clone or kicks. Um, so I, I only minted one, but I could have minted like 12 or whatever many. Um, and, uh, and so you could have, I know, I know Sobi probably max minted, which is very smart in retrospect, but, uh, but yeah, it was one per clone and, or per a crypto dunk. So per the sneaker, which is why people are fighting. Oh, Hey, why doesn't all clones get it? Why do the kick owners have it? This and that. Uh, but Hey, like, I, I don't, I don't mind the whole metric side of it. Cause I, I'm, I'm I like to see people try different things and see if it works and sticks or whatnot. It was just experience of it because now that you're expecting, you know, we talk so highly of artifact on the stage and think of a lot of spaces. And so the expectations are high, right? Um, do, do you think they're doing too many airdrops at the moment? I know. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think so. I think it's cool because their airdrops are different, right? If it was always like another PFP, like, I would say yes, but you know what? Like, well, we got two like uh, pods for like, um, <clears throat> On cyber, like metaverse, to, like build our galleries and stuff like that. We got um, the the T-shirt uh, for going to the event in New York. We got uh, this um, this sweater, the monolith as well. The monolith and monolith squared, right? Yeah, the monolith, and he gets you another monolith. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's too many airdrops because, like, when you buy an artifact NFT, I always say like it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. And like you cannot buy it because you you know you're always going to be getting things. I don't know like fifty five eleven or Erica like other like actual holders. What you guys think? Um, but that's just I don't think it's too many airdrops. I think they're I I, I kind of like how it's just like they're they're constantly just dropping shit on us. And it's different. I think it's perfect. I mean, and I and I don't know if you mentioned the Murakami blade, but that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's the blade. Yeah, the blade's sick because it's like a sculpture you can put in a gallery. Where I think we're lacking sculptures in the art world here. But, and I have to say the silver lining of last night is that I think a lot of new people learned about uh, Artifact's community. It's it's super awesome. And just the fact that they, like like you said, Farouk, they taught people to mint from contract contract real time. It was, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the best use of time, but it was kind of hilarious and just feeling like we were white hat hackers, like just jumping in and, and making stuff happen. But I don't know, I, my Artifact, the Artifact team is just phenomenal. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. They, it's like, Buying red light from OSF, the gift, the gift that keeps on giving. I think the project should do that more. But that's not why I came on stage. I came on stage because, uh, Farouk, you got to look at your DMs because uh, I sent you something there. Now go off stage. Well, let me check. <clears throat> well, let me look on that. Uh, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> you guys are going to love this one. I'm going to send one to Mando and Ovi. <laughs> is it a virus? Uh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in some ways, in some ways, people do think it's a virus. I guess you could say that. <laughs> Shut up. It, this is funny. It's a physical, 
that toy of me. It's so funny that 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 Benny got done. Oh my god, uh, this is great. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with what you were saying. For like, it's at, at least for now the airdrops are different. Like that, this was the first hoodie. That was the first pair of shoes. Yeah. Like that was their first, um, like house or like I don't know air the pod. Which, pod, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, but like area that you can that you can like live in theoretically, but um, I don't, yeah, I just don't know. Maybe they can keep up with this sort of level of airdrops, but maybe when we get to the second hoodie, it might feel a little bit different. I mean, I guess we'll see how it, how it, how it goes, right? But it's uh, it's it's been successful for them and their model. Um, it's just to me that the the hoodie thing was just like on the experience side of things uh, for the website that was not great, yeah. and the whole wait list, right? Like I think um domain uh he he tweeted about it as well and he was like listen like i i spent five million dollars on artifact and like this is not right and i think i think it's okay for people to to express how they feel and to be critical of things when we have expectations right like it's fine. someone spent five million dollars on artifact yeah james uh james i think his name is right domain yeah um, yeah it was a big eight and then he swapped completely to artifact yeah, like the one percent one percent yeah of a- Heroic. I forget who it was. One of the people on the Artifact team yesterday made a tweet too, and I was reading through. I can't remember which one, but he was. They were apologizing and saying they listening. Yeah, Benoit. They did say like some of it was not their full control, and like I'm not trying to you know speculate anything. I'm just curious like now how much more input Nike like corporate is trying to have into this because like I love the Artifact guys and team, but looking yeah, at yeah, Nike, what are they like? What are they getting from Nike now? Like, are they getting pressured to do things more in a different way? Like, who knows? Like, to, well, we, to not give free airdrops and, like, make people pay point two for this? Yes. See, you know, go ahead. No, it's just the feedback we'd got. They were, they were pretty autonomous. They'd never seen, like, a business model like this, right? That, that this team was fairly low cost them, was, was, um, just adding to the top line and the bottom line pretty well. So I, th- I do think they had quite a lot of power, but I, I agree. I think their next moves will probably be like partnership drops with athletes and stuff like that, which will definitely come with a cost. I think my biggest contention with this drop was that the socks got the same utility as the clones. Like that probably shouldn't have happened. Or the shoes, sorry. The shoes got the same utility. So yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's something I read, right? Because the entry... That- <coughs> Sorry, yes. The entry to, to Clone X is what, 10 ETH now? Uh, and so a lot of people got around those ranges like 10 to 15 ETH in the last couple of months. Um, and, and that was it, man, though. It was really that. It's uh, It was people were saying, you know, there's clone holders and there's this holders, that holders, and you're just getting the same thing. So it's uh, it, like access to mint. But I guess they're trying things. It's, it's, I think it's okay to try and see what sticks and what doesn't. Uh, clearly, this- well, I think it would have been fine if it wasn't so limited. Like, if they're doing that, then it shouldn't have been like just limited to like you know eight thousand. It should have been like everyone who held a dunk or a clone could possibly. But then, it. but then, and and yes, I I see that point. I actually, it's a good conversation. This is actually a really good conversation. Um, but that takes away from the whole lore of like Nike hype beast. Um, <clears throat> like limited run type thing, right? Because is I it, I don't know is eight thousand a big run in because in, in sneakers when you have a ten thousand run this is like considered super limited, uh, which is something why I I say like sometimes I look at 
PFPs. And I was like, well, that's, it's not as much as y'all think because like 10,000, when you, you have a, a Nike drops 10,000 units, like this shit is like, this is like, it's, it's, it's insanity. Like this stuff goes in seconds. And then, and then for the hoodie, but I, I see what you mean. 55. Like I personally didn't really mind the supply personally, but that's, again, that's, that's my opinion. And, and it doesn't mean it's right. But it's just like I just I personally didn't really mind like I don't know like at twenty k hoodies then it would it could have just done a free airdrop you know what I mean like there's something about this being like a paid hoodie limited edition I don't know Ash what's up King I what up questions speak to this yeah good um, morning good morning uh, I yes yeah, so I bought a clone like in in April or something um, and you know it's a big investment it was one of my biggest like investments I've made um, in the space. And, uh, you know, I missed the monolith one airdrop and this was kind of the first thing that I've gotten for being a, a holder. And I, you know, I went through the process of minting from contract, which I, I think it's funny that some people were like, it feels like I'm hacking because for me, it just felt like another DJ mint, you know, just figuring out how to, like, <laughs> which function to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I totally, I mean, I sold mine. I just think like the hoodie was a little expensive. I think in terms of quantity, um, I feel like I'm just a little confused. Why didn't they? have just like an open mint for 24 hours for everybody um I, i'm not sure why there had to be like this had to be like a limited thing um i think like uh especially um you know with kind of how the space is going i feel like just people hate missing out um especially if you've like made big investments you know i think uh people especially these people with like you know 20 or 30 clones that maybe didn't want to you know mint uh from contract each time um, you know, it, it was just like not a smooth process for these people. So I definitely like feel for those people. Um, and I, I don't, I, I see like no real reason why it was 8,888 on, um, unless they just have plans to release so many more like hoodies that it wouldn't have made sense for this to be like a big drop. Um, but personally, like for, for invisible friends, we allowed our holders to mint our kith friends, uh, for 0.5 ETH, um, which we had open for 24 hours. Um, and then we just cut supply where it was. And I think like only 3000 people minted. Um, and yeah, I mean, it resold a little bit for a while. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think like, I, I just don't really understand why it was like a limited thing. It really felt like I was like trying for like a hype sneaker drop when I got put in this queue that was like an hour. And then I bro, I that should give me PTSD, bro. From like taking L's on sneakers. Dude, I swear to God. I was like, I, took I honestly, it, 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 and I'm an artifact bull. And that's a known thing. I'm a huge fan of them. I go way back with Zapsio. I'm a friend. I'm a fan. It's, I love them. But, like, I did not like having, like, I was on the website for, like, an hour just waiting. Dude, it, honestly, and I was like, well, fuck. And then someone's like, and Erica and a bunch of people texted me, like, yo, just go mint from the contract right now. And then it was like, well, I can batch mint a bunch. And I had the idea of all my clones. I was like, I'm not going through that. Like, I just went to one clone, got the token ID, and just minted one. Which, in retrospect, I could have made some money. Like, scrapped, like, 0.1 ETH profit per, or 0.15. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't like the experience of, like, no. of the whole thing. Exactly. I feel like I like bought this NFT to get away from this experience, right? To have like cool token gated things where I feel like I'm like being valued as a as a holder, as an investor, as someone that like is bullish on the, the ecosystem. And instead, I felt like I had to kind of like jump through hoops. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was like a little bit. I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly like for me. But I, I love artifact. I mean, I, I think this is like my clone. I got one with a a, a Zade. Um, Yo, I love this fucking like, hat. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. I and love I feel it. you. 
I feel you, Ash, too. And I, I think that's true. I just think um, I think, you know, what I would say is that the team is incredible, wonderful, like teaching people how to, you know, work in Blender and they're creating all these creators and all that stuff. Is exactly. Kind of- it's incredible. I mean, I'm learning Blender myself, like after only 14 other, you know, <laughs> applications, but it's it's really cool because they're going on like Twitch and we're having a blast and they're just the most humble, amazing people. But I would say that, I guess what I would say is they're, they're going to get the next one right. And I think they, you know, like, I, like you said, they already apologized. And I just wanted to add too that I think that they that this isn't just a hoodie. It has the, um, through the trackers and Q, uh, QR codes, they have the AR effects, like they can add virtual wings to these. So it's gonna be really, really amazing to see in the in the metaverse. I think I mean, um, Nike is working on the VR glasses. So it's gonna be like, or the AR VR glasses. So it's oh, gonna be really? all- That yeah. is very fucking cool. Like the whole thing is, the thing is, you know what sucks? Is when you have, it's actually a great product, right? I think we can all agree to that. And then what Erica said, I, I wasn't aware of everything you just said, which is awesome. It adds to it, which is like, it's an exciting product. And it kind of sucks when the, the experience of like acquiring the product, which is anything, it, it, it works for physical stuff too, right? You you go shopping, like a lot of it is about the experience that you want to feel when you're getting what you're getting. And then the, then you get the product and obviously that's a different experience than owning it. But it's it's a lot about that, right? Um, and and we talk about about a lot about being community members and also uh, sometimes consumers, right? Uh, which which we're gonna we're seeing a lot of pr- projects pivot towards that. Uh, but the cool thing about Artifact is make people feel like a community because of the creators and everything they're doing to push the creative economy. And then, but then on the consumer side, like yesterday I was a consumer for the hoodie, right? I was in, 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 and it's fine. I want it. I was happy to be so. Um, be, and I voted with my wallet because I bought one at the end. And 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 it's uh, and it's uh, but that experience wasn't the greatest. But yeah, they're pop- they're gonna make up for it. And they're gonna probably just build on top of that. I just think it was interesting. Brian, I'm gonna go to you. Then I want to talk about those fanny packs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I apologize if someone said this before. I I just hopped in, but like I I just don't think we should really like kid ourselves on a lot of this stuff. Like when Nike enters something like this, like they're like a web to mega giant right like they're here for profits they're not here to like give stuff out for free and like i think that we should expect to at the very least pay for like one of the two things whether it's the digital or the physical so like for this hoodie we paid for the digital but forging will be free um for the dunks you know the dunks were free but chances are whenever they do forging we'll probably have to pay for the forging like people had to pay for um the the drip um yeah the space drips yeah, so like, like chances are, like we 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 really aren't going to get much stuff for free from something someone like Nike, um, and that's just you know the nature of of Nike. You know, like they're a Web two giant. They're they're here for profits. Like we shouldn't kid ourselves about that. Yeah, but you know, Brian, honestly, and I I don't. Um, yes, yes, I agree. There's that, but there's also a but which I feel like in the space like. I, no, no one's forced to do anything different or you don't have to say, oh, you're coming up through, you have to do everything free, community, 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 you know? But, like, still, like, I still feel like even Nike should come and look at this space a different way. And they probably do, by the way, that that you treat maybe, you know, Web2 yeah. and their consumers there, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm crazy to say, like, maybe some people in Web2 will probably say, like, Yo, this guy's crazy. But I just feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of like... <laughs> you're no, you're but, not no, crazy. But, they're not crazy. Like, when people buy startup businesses, the vast, vast, vast majority of them are normally not making money. Like, look, tons of them are normally free cash flow negative, and it's about building up the brand over time. So I, I don't think just because this business can make money, they're going to abuse it. Like, this needs to be the bottom line. I know there is 
like fiduciary duty here, but that's not necessarily how they'll run different um, businesses, I, I don't think. So, yeah, man, though, I, I actually tried to go through their whole 10K and then a quarter one, like to see if I could see anything on Artifact, and I didn't. Um, but when you look at it, like, I mean, seeing their numbers globally just baffled my mind. I forgot how large Nike really is across so many verticals. And, like, this could fit under their marketing or R&D arm, and it wouldn't, like, cause a shift in anything in their corporate structure. So, like, they're looking five, ten years out of where this is going. Like, they could take a complete loss for the next five, ten years in the space, and it just builds them up as a leader in, you know, with all their patents they've had. So I can 100% see that being a case where they don't care about making as much money and more about just being, like, the number one in the space. Like, they acquire Artifact. They're, who, they're else could they, who else could they theoretically acquire as well in the next five years? Well, they're also building really cool stuff. Like, yeah. the Nike Nike themselves, like, aside from Artifact, they're actually working on stuff for Web3, which is awesome. Like, that, one of the single most important events of NFTs so far has been Nike acquiring Artifact Studios, in my opinion. And, but, and it was big yeah. for us. Justin. Brooke, I know you're that? transitioning really quickly. I just want to no, mention this because it's really important. You know, I know, like, you know, people often, like, align Web2 or big companies with a certain ethos. But I will say this unequivocally. Nike ethos is the Web3 ethos we've all been talking about. And by the way, they've been working on that ethos and the technology since 2017. Um, I just pinned to the top just so everyone doesn't have to read through the the patents that I kind of enjoy reading through. Like, in that thread, I put in uh, the most uh, important excerpts from their CryptoKicks patent. And just read the uh, what the technology is and what the ethos is. It's amazingly aligned. And and uh, I'll just finish with this. You know, this is their 50th anniversary. And they put up a landing page to celebrate. And they say, the first 50 years were great. The next 50 years we're going to create together. Like, it's they're really they're really aligned with this. So I, I would, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily um, say that they're kind of, uh, you know, against Ethos, but they're actually with it. Yeah, no, I like that thread of yours, by the way. And we've talked, we we've had the conversation quite a bit uh, about all that. So they're they're going to be doing dope shit. It's just like mostly like kind of talking about this because obviously topical happened last night. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that like this is like just a dent in the way and like boom, like they're they're fine. Uh, I think this also leads me to think and assume that what's coming for the actual Monolith Two and the Crypto Dunks is going to be fucking crazy because this is just like oh. Here, like a hoodie, like it's nothing to do with what they have coming, like actual, like uh, actionable items when it comes to like the clones and and or like the the crypto dunks, which I'm really curious about, right? Obviously, uh, for the forging, everybody's gonna have these Nike kicks from Artifact Studios. Like, if you look like three five years, like it's so freaking bullish, Justin. Like, you know, it's so it's um it's exciting. But yeah, I'm gonna hard transition here. And actually, Justin, I'm gonna go to you first. It's good that we have you here, fellow Moonbirds ambassador. Um, <laughs> resident Moonbirds ambassador of Twitter Spaces, I want to ask you what you think. Then I'm gonna go. But <laughs> about the Moonbirds, uh, silver nesting yesterday and fanny packs. Did you claim your fanny packs? So, uh, I, yeah. So actually, th- I usually do the the opposite of this kind of disclaimer, and I hope people don't take this as fud because I am very long term holder. But I sold my Moonbirds like uh, about a few weeks ago um, because. Um, for me personally, um, the value that I was, uh, wanting to receive, not financially, but, um, just kind of what they're, I think they're building, um, just wasn't as much aligned with what I liked in, in other collections. 
So I actually sold my sold my Moonbirds and my Oddities before the claim. Um, and so Hold I'll, on, I'll put what? that there. Yeah, Did you but do? I, I still think they're a brilliant company. Brilliant run it Hold on. <laughs> What did you just say? Say that again. I have to. I have to write a tweet about this. I oh, have man. to tweet out that I, I, an I, NFT enthusiast. Send it to zero. I think, they're, I think they're a strong company. Like they're definitely a strong company. They. I look. I. I, I just. Oh, during this kind of like you know tur- turn in the market. Here's my my whole kind of approach is, I I am so bullish on uh art, like, going back to artifact artifact in the clonex ecosystem not just because of what they're doing now but my view is super long term such as when we have mass adoption and like all the sneakerheads and nike fans and they're gonna like come into you know web3 and see that nike has an entire ecosystem the you know the global brand of global brands like the key thing is that's going to create in my view like demand side pressure that's just going to accelerate pricing so everything that i look at now is like how do I compare it to like a clone or, or an artifact? And if, and if I can't justify that um, it has as much upside and, and not as much downside, I kind of, I kind of part ways or I don't buy. So, so that was the kind of calculus I had to do with Moonbirds, but Moonbirds and proof, I think they're building something great. I view what they're building is kind of like the, the LinkedIn Y combinator for, for web three. It's I'm just uh, in my stage of my career. That's, not necessarily something I'm looking for, but I think it provides tons of value for those who are looking for that. That's what I'll say about that. Huh. I was not expecting that, so that kind of fucked me up. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the first so, I've ever heard of Bear Justin on a project that he was involved in. This is this is wild. I think uh, Bear. I said I I'm confident. This in is that. crazy. I'm I'm like I'm shook right now. Like I'm just walking around my apartment and I'm like how am I following that? But I am I'm, pro. Pa- but I am pro fanny pack. I think I can't pull it off. <laughs> but I, I, some people can pull it off really well, you know. But, but I, this is what I want to get is that I remember. The, I remember the first talks at the start of this year about Moonbirds and what they were going to be, which was what you just said, like the LinkedIn. Like we're going to go for Web three social media meets, like sp- sponsoring and and maybe like a little bit of VC mixed in. And like I increasingly look at that project and just think what I thought it was at the start. It's now got like these oddities things, and I'm not really sure how they fit in. And now the whole nesting thing seems to be about like just like generic consumer stuff. So I'm just again, I I just if someone's in Moonbirds, I kind of want to know how you marry why you were first in it to where you're in it now. Um, I don't, and it's not to say that I don't think he's like they can create something great. It's just what I'm seeing is not really what I thought it was. Yeah, Mando, I think the anchor is at least uh, you know reading between the lines or hearing between the sentences when they speak is, is more about the, what the high rise is going to be. But someone, to be honest, like put out there a tweet the other day that did have me pause. Um, Cause I still like analyze them and look at them closely. And uh, you know, the fact that, that the oddities give, you know, access to, you know, the discord channels and now like the, the birds themselves is like, I guess a private membership club, which is kind of like, it, it's not quite sure what that means. And if the value, like what you just mentioned is what, what I thought, and I do still think it will be is like the LinkedIn meets Y Combinator. It's about that value exchange, that network. And if the if the oddities get you in there, then it's like, what does that mean for the Moonbirds? You know? Yeah, I I sold my oddities, Justin, um, around two one and two twenty. How uh, could you? How could I? Uh, I I I know. Did you get a good one? 
No, but the, I don't. I don't like that. Even the rarity was based on your. It wasn't rarity thing, man. Though you won't like that either. I think. But that was, was a misnomer. There are no good ones. Was uh, it was uh, it, you got the oddity that matched your bird, which is fine. It's kind of like how you got mutant you got serum and match mutant. You know, I make a mutant from your eight, but um, no, it, it was they were okay. Um, <laughs> I, I like Gremlin though. I like Gremlin a lot, so I don't think anyone's like knocking that. It's uh, they were cool. They're just not like my personal taste or whatever. Uh, and then, but, and also I figured like I had enough, um, um, exposure to proof by owning two moon birds. Right. Um, and it's always good to get something back, you know, out of it, which is cool. Um, and then, um, but then I actually yeah. did a, I did a review of toads the other day for DJs. Like I love toads. Like you go back and look at toads. Um, the art for that is like, yeah, really good. it's such toad. a good project. The, the really toads like- will rise again. Yeah. Vibe. The toads will rise. The toads will rise again. Uh, you know, and we love Gremlin. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've heard Gremlin in space before. It'd be cool to have him on here. But yeah, I love the toads. Obviously, the toads that the audit is, which is, which I think, right? Which I think is also normal. Which is how it should be. Yeah, toads jump to two twenty. Way it should be. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I agree. I'm looking at the toads now. Yeah, the, the art on the toads is just so great. Like, the way, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. But you guys remember the 15th round? That was crazy. Like, those were crazy days. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Just looking at the them. next punks. Yo, mem- yo, people, remember people were, like, selling punks, bro, to get toads. The high, the high trades. I think one trade at 420, 350. Like, they were a million dollar plus toad sets. Yeah. Um, and they look good. Like the, the rare toes look really good. Um, the toes look good too. Yeah, just, <laughs> it, is, it is a great project. But you own a moonbird, so like, why? Um, and we've obviously looked at them, owning them quite a lot. But I just want to get a better grasp of like, what you what do you think it happens to the project over the next um, few months? I don't. So I I have my moonbirds. I have two of them, um, and and I think. It's mostly like having exposure to proof and other teams. Like you know, when we talk about Yuga a lot, and we go, "Well, what are the other teams?" And we're like, "Well, this, this team, that team, like, like artifact, and proof, and a couple of them." Uh, when it comes to like these PFPs, right, uh, etc., Azuki, uh, blah, blah blah. But anyways, like it's um, I, I was ex- I'm just expecting it's just mostly exposure to uh, to proof. But sometimes I I do think, and, and I don't, and, and I'm. Not funny or anything. This is my own backstory, so I I think I can say so. I I can talk about it critically, but it's just like sometimes I wonder like when I put my where where and what my investment thesis was when I put my ETH where I put my ETH like especially last year, right? And I'm just like I've been looking at my wallet a lot the last couple of days, and a couple of weeks. And I'm like, well, that made no sense, <laughs> which is a classic. I think you've all been there if you're listening to this and you're on the stage. Uh, but some of the bigger investment, like well. What did I expect to get, right? Why did I put my money there? And I'm like, I'm waiting on them to build this and that. But the thing is, it takes time to build. We all know this. I'm trying to build something myself. You guys are trying to build something. It takes a lot of time, right? Um, and and it's just like, I'm like, well, why would I? Why did I put so much at that place? And then you're like, but you're going to get something out of it. So come audit this. I got my oddities. Technically, that's like a 40th dividend. I'm happy. I'm very happy. I sold them and I got that back out of like kind of extracted value out of that, those NFTs. But then you have the whole nesting thing, which people are excited about because, well, it's great. The Ponzi is amazing. There's not a lot of listings. It's easy to have a supply squeeze. It's volatile floors. It'll go up one day to 30. It'll go back down to this, go back up to this, go back down to that, which is which is fun, right? Is the whole thing. 
But you also expect something out of it because like you're nesting, right? So like I was like, I nested my things for 60 days, like 60 days of not listing those moonbirds. You know how hard that was, man, though? And, and, uh, and 60 days of this, 60 days in this market. That's like, that's like waiting a whole year. Okay, that's what it is. This is like waiting for Christmas. Okay, this is exactly what it feels like. Waiting for Christmas and Santa rugged you. This is what happened to me last night. This is my personal opinion. It was for real, it was like waiting for the N64 and you got given the Sega Genesis instead. But you got to no, what do you mean, Sega Genesis? You got a fucking fight orange. Sega, man. You got an orange and your mom said, hey, eat that. By the way, don't fuck Sega. That's what I used to play as a kid growing up and I love my Sega Genesis. Okay. Um, and I love my Street Fighter and all that good stuff on it. But um, it, it's, uh, that's just, but and, and by the way, it's not a rug. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just saying, like, Santa rugged you, but. I don't know. I wasn't expecting. I thought I was going to get something really cool. That's my. What was the general consensus? Like, what did people think they were getting? Um, I think it was. It was just that, like, Kevin was kind of saying, like, you guys are going to love Silver Nest. Like, it's way better than Bronze Nest. Like, all these things. And then it ended up just being like a fanny pack and socks. Like, I don't know. I like people like. I like your shit Airdrop, but (laughs) it. it, People were expecting better than a fanny pack. yeah, see, that's the thing. That's see, that's the the thing that I was so impressed at the outset was this this strategy that seems so well implemented and lined up to incentivize, you know, what you were talking about, Farouk, which is nesting to you know take uh, to first of all like minimize like you know fl- uh, short term flipping so you can have long term holders, which increase that connects to the long term value because you want uh you know a long term network in order to have that value exchange, and all of that seemed brilliant, but in order for that to happen you need to incentivize people with enough value to keep it nested and so you would think that the the value items like the oddities or even like you know drops with like you know kind of like what they did with proof which is like from like super like talented artist releases like stuff like that would really keep people nesting merch like kind of the merch items I think they they do need to improve moving forward in order to keep people nesting. I thought it was a I thought it was kind of a joke at some point. Like I messaged Eric and I was like, because he tweeted EB seven and he tweeted this out, and that DM'd him. I was like, are you trolling? Literally, like I'm not kidding. Like I'm not saying like, that's what happened. And I texted him. I said, yo, is this a troll? Like your tweet? And he's like, no, I'm serious. Starts laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, are you like a trolling or is it serious? And like, no, that's what happened. But maybe I didn't listen and I didn't like know what was coming. But just like if you're gonna make someone like keep an asset, not sell it, especially when last week like it was a mega pump after like Carson came in, swept the floor, and it was a supply shock. This that right after like jumped to 34, 35 on a bear market, and I'm not listing it for the purpose. Like literally, the reason I did not list one of them because I was gonna offload one at least in the pump like that because I'm like, wow, like I can get 30 something ETH out of this market, uh, in this market, um, and it's just like. And it's like, uh, but but then I saw the nesting. I was like, well, there's silver nesting in X Y days. And it's like so close, and I waited so long. I'm gonna get something cool. That's when I think about as a consumer, as a community, as a participant. Like that's kind of like what I was. Like, if you ask me, what were you expecting? Because I do hold two of those. That's kind of what I was expecting. Timbo, I saw you requested to speak. Uh, I think you're a first time caller here, uh, so GM. But it's it's. Uh, I know you requested to speak during the the whole Moonbirds talk. Yeah, GM. I'm. Uh... First time caller up here. Thanks for bringing me up. So I just thought I'd pop up. I think um, which they identified, which some of the, the the lack there was was communication and clarity. But the nesting. Remember, if you weren't nested, which just thirty days ago when they dropped oddities, and and if you did sell that, it was three four ETH at, at a two K ETH value, right? So not a bad reward thirty Absolutely. days in from holding the asset. Um, 
So if you look at it from that perspective, it's pretty good. So, and if you weren't nested, you, you didn't get the airdrop. Um, so I think going forward, the understanding around the mechanic with nesting is when they do Ravens, when they do high rise, things like that, maybe you do want to be listed because on a pump to 38 ETH, you might want to sell it because you're not that bullish on whatever they're going to announce. But the reality is if you're not nested, you're not going to get that random airdrop, right? So maybe they should remove the 30, 60, 90 day reward. But the reason they do that is like, hey, instead of buying a $50 baseball cap, we're going to give you one, right? So it's just small, mildly rewarding uh, rewards throughout this nesting process. Uh, But in the meantime, we're building because remember, everything actually takes time here. So if they're building some sort of Web3 native application, that takes time, i.e. other side taking a ton of time, right? So um, that's just kind of my thought process around it. Like nesting is going to be here to stay. And if you're not nested, you're not going to get the rewards. And the rewards might be small now, uh, but the goal is that they're building something. And if you're not nested, you're not going to get dropped it, i.e. out of these. I mean, gold nesting right now, and that's those are good points, right? I'm looking at it right now on the nesting website. Um, is in 89 days. What do you think we're getting in 89 days? Because... At this now, it's eighty nine day wait, right? <laughs> um, so, what would you expect from something like that? I don't know. I'm just thinking now, like you know, where I see it headed. It's uh, yeah. So, so, so I, yeah, just to answer your question, and then I'll and then I'll mute and shut up. Um, is I I think we could probably expect Ravens, which would be like Moonbirds two, right? So a bit of an expansion. So like at this point. Kennel Club existed two months or three months in with with board apes and board apes were like five to six ETH at this point. So if you do you do some comparison there, one they had first mover advantage, but even if you look at comparison, we're at a higher ETH level. We just did the Kennel Club being the oddities, right? So if you look at that, Ravens might be coming, right? That be that being mutants, and then uh, somewhere in the middle there, maybe we expect further updates around the basically at this point complete rumor around this web three native app right so no they're not going to drop it because how are you going to have an app built that's anybody's going to use by this point so maybe more details around that along with ravens um would, would be my expectation or thought yeah i think it would be fun to have justin or and or um and um um sorry caro kevin on the on 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 the on the on the show but yeah timbo those are some good points so we'll see we'll see what happens and yeah there is those ravens that we're waiting on right uh we saw that and the moonburst 2 and whatnot and yeah that makes sense i mean 89 days i guess we'll see what happens then um and uh, that, those, that was he, a good bullish that was a very good bullish like uh idea for what yeah. moonbirds could be I, I think that's that's just been my my one issue is that i feel like the airdrops is like moving away from what the end goal is that they're building like um, and maybe it all does come together at the end, but um, I think like with Doodles, you kind of know what you're getting. They're going to go down music NFTs with Board Apes. You know they're building improb- with Improbable this this other side world. With with most of the top projects, I think they have a pretty clear narrative of what they're doing. And I kind of feel like with Moonbirds, it's it's what you just said. For, like you're owning it because you believe in the team about what they could eventually get to. But some of these airdrops can I think dilute that vision slightly, and you get kind of a bit confused about what this is all going to end up being. So um, it would be good to get them on the show and maybe maybe, maybe get a very, very clear idea about what they could maybe be. A good download of it. That'd be great. Q, what's up, King? Yeah, good morning. Good. Um, Moonbirds. I mean, I was in the parliament yesterday and um, a gentleman came up and he said, um, 
I nest my bird for 60 days and you just give me a pair of socks? You know? And then... Oh, um, parliament? By the way, that's their town hall. Oh, town hall, sorry. Um, no, yeah. it's fine. I just to clarify, but they do call it parliament. I love that. Okay. So that, is the, did that really happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> it's recorded. The guy just said, you know, you, know you, you just give me a pair of socks after 60 days. And then, um, you know, he was talking about um, the oddities that he didn't understand it. And I think Gremplin was in the room anyway. And he said, look, I'm sorry if um, I'm upsetting anybody. And then, you know, um, uh, Justin and Kevin were like, okay, cool. You know, we're very, very transparent. And they started talking about it. But it's going back to what you were saying. Um, Because first of all, you know, I saw your tweet, you know, oddities, you know, odd, right? And then you kind of look at the market and the reaction to it. And, you know, people are kind of polarized. But, you know... I look at the socks and I look at the fanny bag and then I say to myself, no one can do it better than Yuga. No one can do it better than Bored Apes. And this is the I, problem, you know? You. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying I didn't want to be the one to say that. Yeah, but this is the problem, right? Um, they've set such a high bar, right? And they did it at point zero eight. They did not do it a 2.5 or two ETH floor in terms of raising um, capital. And I think, you know, Kevin and Justin and whatever meant to be creative, they've got the money to do whatever it is, but it becomes really hard. And I just, your guest that was on the, on the um, show yesterday, uh, I think is, is it Mike D? Mike yeah, D? Mike, exactly. Mike D. Yeah. 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 So he, he tweeted um, um, Nike uh, selling hoodie for $500 and um, Moonbirds um, doing a fanny bag or whatever it is, we can do better. But, you know, what I retweeted to him was like, look, right, you know, all these big brands that come into this space that are doing fashion, right, um, it was part of my tweet anyway, the Gucci's, the Dolce Gabbana's, the Versace's, the Prada's, to me, everything they've put down is trash in terms of the fact that, you know, they're working digitally so they can, you know, do all the uh, VR, AR or whatever it is. And, you know, the things spinning around and there's nothing that I've seen from them that I think, oh, I'd really like to wear this thing. With the artifacts um, top, I'd say, yes, this is something that I would want to wear. And also because it's got the chip in it. Right. To me, this all goes back to Nipsey Hussle, his smart shot and the work that he was doing with Idris Sandu. You know, it um, with with Nipsey, um, when you bought his merchandise, you got the chip or you got the QR code. He'd give you a song. He'd give you whatever it is. And this gives Artifacts and Nike an opportunity in perpetuity, if you keep the the top or whatever it is, to keep giving you um, content. I'm done talking. That's some very good points. Yeah, R.I.P. Nipsey, by the way. Jane, he saw way ahead uh timbo did you want to reply to that specifically yeah i i, I did just on the because he, he brought up the from a, a nesting and from a moonbird perspective i just want to think about the nesting mechanics specifically and i obviously it's uh more around moonbirds but just other projects that if you would adopt this nesting mechanic we talk about community on a consistent basis uh and so how would you reward community um and and yes it might be smaller things like hats and you know people make jokes around it but the reality is it's like hey 
if you want to have your your item listed, you risk now what you're learning, what these rewards might be. Is there larger ones in the future? Was there a larger one prior being the oddities? Yeah. So it's we'll, we'll see if the listings go up. But but the reality is, is it's it's actually a decent mechanic thought process behind, hey, we're around community loyalty. Why do you want your burb listed? Why do you want your asset listed? You know, well, I want to try to get the most out of it on a pump. Well, so do we all. Well, then go list it and take the risk of not getting the reward. I mean, it's it's really a, a smart mechanic uh, to reward community loyalty. Thank you. I love smart. I think we all agree with that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. I just want to say I love everything that Q just said. And also, Q, I love that you uh, you, you uh, keep the, the clubhouse etiquette with the undone talking in Twitter spaces. Um, yeah, that, that's really cool. But <laughs> one thing that I did want to mention, which we got to state the obvious, like it kind of alludes back to what I was saying before about the like how I look at the verticalization of the space where it's, you know, not every NFT brand uh, is in the same um, industry. And it's all our apparel is always going to make sense for Artifact and Nike because I view them as like the streetwear brand of Web3, right? That's core to their business. So when you talk about merch, et cetera, Yuga's been able to incorporate it, as you mentioned, Q, very well into their business, even though it's not necessarily the core business. But you know, for Artifact and Nike, I mean, that that's that's their core. So um, when other businesses, you know, add just kind of merch as 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 kind of a, um, you know, benefit of being a holder, I think it needs to be analyzed as far as like, OK, does this really provide ROI to our collectors um, in a way that, you know, couldn't have been uh, done in a different way or in a different form that's more connected to, you know, our core values, our core narrative, our core value that we're producing? But Justin, you know. I think the challenge here is, you know, we grew up with um, Yuga, with the Bored Apes, you know, in Clubhouse. They were like the kids on the block or the ladies, they were around us. And, you know, we didn't even know where they were going to go. or And I don't think they even knew. And they've gone where they've gone. And you're, you're thinking, shit, I know these guys. The same thing like with um, um, Fio, which, you know, which um, um, Farouk and, um, you know, OSF Amando, uh, collect and stuff like that and you think oh look look where he's gone and so this is the thing you know people like to go along with the artist's journey or with the founder's journey because you feel more involved but money is a curse sometimes if you raise that much capital and you're meant to be you know mr creative you know justin and and and, and kevin and this and that and then you uh looked at to deliver because even kevin was talking about oh, you're going to come up with some, you know, different mechanics for um, um, high-rise. Listen, right? You can never talk about what they're going to do. They just do it. And then you suddenly think, oh, so this is the thing. I think, you know, I'm still waiting, but Yuga have set such a high bar, you know, and I think it's very, very difficult for others coming into the space. I mean, to me, they've just took, taken over the metaverse, you know, I mean... I know Microsoft are scared of them. You know, you guys were talking about NFT world and whatever it is yesterday, right? Bill Gates doesn't like NFTs, right? Because, right, um, they're going to kill his Xbox because NFTs are giving uh, gamers a, a, you know, a reason to, um, you know, be able to capitalize on the game, right? So a lot of people are scared. I mean, you see 4,500 4, people um, uh, 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 in two weeks, I mean, every weekend, gathering in a place with, with no game and they're just mucking around and you've been, um, you know, Xbox and whatever it is, it took you uh, years to even to get to a billion 
quotation on that. And these guys just do it in a year and then they're mucking around, whatever it is. Come on. They, 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 they're, 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 they're scaring people. And, you know, I'm with them because um, they came from our block. And no, Kevin didn't come from our block. You know, Gary Vee doesn't come from our block. So when those guys are coming with stuff, they better come with it. I'm done talking. Those are some powerful words and, uh, and, uh, and a strong opinion, uh, for sure. Thank you for sharing, Q. Um, it's, it's funny, right? There's um, Amanda over you guys. Um, it's, um, you got really set this like precedent in the space where it's like they just do a bunch of stuff. And then they just release it, and it's always like, whoa! Like, it's it must be. But on the on the other side, Q, it, it's probably really hard to follow. You know, uh, I think it's clear. It's, I think, yeah, those those things always make it even more clear that there's obviously you guys like. Really yeah, but Farouk, there's always this argument. I, I can't remember which room I was in, um, and I think it might have been Josh. Josh, and if it wasn't Josh, forgive me. But Josh was saying that, you know. There can't be just Yuga. There's got to be some kid, some woman, some whatever in a room right now that's going to come with an idea this year, next year, that just blows, you know, Yuga out because we're so early. Now, I'm for that, you know, because we need competition. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you got um, Proof was brilliant. Uh, Moonbirds initially is brilliant. Oddities is odd. Socks and things, not what I want from Father Christmas and whatever. And, you know, that's just like, oh, are you guys going to try and be a fashion brand too? You know what I mean? And if you're going to try and be a fashion brand, can you guys tell me something? Why is it that all of these um, PFP products um, just suddenly go to merch? I kind of got my own idea, but they're all trying to go to merch and become streetwear brands. And a lot of them don't even have any experience in that. I'm done talking. That is a- I personally, I, I, I just want to comment. I got to hop off, but I, I, I love that. Like, I yeah. am still, really yeah, I talk to so many people. I, I do collabs with, D, like, for DK and for the RCC, and I talk to so many different projects that are trying to be brands and just streetwear brands. Like, they're just releasing NFTs to have, uh, you know, different, like, whatever, branding or IP for their, you know, streetwear stuff. And I, I just, like, don't understand why so many people are buying into projects that have that plan just because it's like anybody can make clothing, you know? I mean, obviously not everybody can be, you know, top tier clothing, like, um, you know, some of the merch that we've seen from, uh, you know, Yuga or Artifact um, or, you know, stuff that we're doing with Kith, um, you know, quality is like there. But I think so many of these brands, so many of these, you know, profile picture projects don't have an idea of what they can do in the space. They don't have, they're not like thinking bigger than just their little bubble. And they're thinking of the things that will probably be easier for them to do, which is something like create merch drops. Um, and, and, and I hate it. I hate it because I think the space is just so early and we need innovation and we need people trying new things and breaking, um, you know, the, the boundaries of what people think projects can be. Um, and, and I think a lot of these projects that choose the route of, of um, you know becoming a streetwear brand just don't have any web three ideas or, th- or their visions are just like you know closed into this little little square that you know is surrounded by consumer products for like web two consumer products um, and I'm not saying that like the route is to you know just drop a tons of different NFTs but I- I'm excited and hoping that we see some some real innovation with these projects and I'm hoping that people will realize um, investing in a project that 
is solely trying to be a fashion brand is just probably not going to work out. Yeah, so I have an observation. I have a theory about this. I, so I, I think to, to me, the only two brands that I think um, it's a, it's it, it makes sense and it's organic because it's a core to their business and what they're building is what I mentioned before, Artifact and Nike. And then the other I would put is, is the hundreds, right? And I love what, what you all did with, you know, Invisible Friends because the natural way to do it outside of that is through collaboration with a brand like Tith, right? Um, but my, uh, my theory of why... Um, in addition to what you, I agree with everything you mentioned, is it ties back, interestingly enough, to the PFP. And so the NFT as a form of identity that you can then represent and show pride in both your digital life and in your physical life. You know, we see how people, you know, are take, you know, pride in like not taking off their hoodie for X amount of days or wearing it like on the plane and seeing how many people are going to notice them. And I think, you know, I, this isn't a value judgment about that's a good or bad thing. It's just an observation that I think that that's also what's happening. It's a tie to your identity and IRL that you already have in your digital life. I have to agree with Ash, though, the much bigger, bigger thinking like needs to happen. And it's it's really important for the future of the space. So like I, you know, kind of looping back, I feel like we're in that uncomfortable moment where we need mainstream adoption in order to survive you know, long term. So it's a real fine line, right, between our responsibility to hold companies like Nike to the ethos of the space. And I'm with you, you know, those of you that think they're a great candidate to help build with integrity. I mean, not that at Patagonia wouldn't be better, but um, also understanding that this is also the nature of, of movements of like when something moves from a small thing to a huge thing. And we want we want them to grow. Right. Otherwise, what are we doing here? But then when they start growing, it's like the growing pains are painful. So I feel like I'm just curious what ideas people have about how to help guide corporations to our ethos and, you know, that kind of side of the equation. Uh, well, this, this is Bianchi up here. I've been listening very intently and I, I don't own any Moonbirds, but I think there's something to be said about the trends that were set by Yuga Labs, where even if you go back to like Ape, follow Ape, like that was a big trend that, it, that they did and it went off really, really well. And then they went into the merch component and I've worn my hoodie four days in a row at various co at various conferences because i'm super bullish on yuga right it stays but on it, for sex oh absolutely bro absolutely absolutely and, and like and even with that now you look at these other trends it just seems like these people are just following trends it's just like merch 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 and i'm and obviously i'm pretty disappointed with what the moonbirds dropped and i don't even hold the moonbird but i pay somewhat attention i'm hearing you guys pretty disappointed on here and i would be disappointed too so it's just like what is the next groundbreaking trend that is going to excite the base that's going to excite the collectors that's actually going to make few people feel rewarded that isn't just a hoodie or a t-shirt is it going it's it's got to be something bigger and bolder and, and i don't think we know what the answer is right now. Um, maybe Yuga Labs is cooking up something, but it just seems like everybody's just trying to catch the dragonfly that already flew away. And that's kind of what I, I, I feel is a sentiment in general and mass adoption. I was, I was just in Can Lion and every single brand, every single Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company is trying to figure out a way to enter this, organ, enter this ecosystem in a seamless fashion. And nobody seems to have the real answer right now, especially with the low in the market right now. So it just seems that we're all chasing this sort of like this this idea that 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 yuga labs created with this monolithic imprint that all these other pfp brands are just trying to chase after done speaking thanks q yeah but david you know um i always say to people and i even said this to monjour and you know the collector and he kind of agreed with me i said go look at um you i mean um board apes twitter right now right scroll through right i don't even have to go there it's going to be merch 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 by the sea looking at new york whatever it is 
they've kind of moved themselves into a streetwear brand and they've done it to me like what you were saying about um, NFT, um, Ape Fest or whatever it is, everybody's wearing it. They've done it because the community, they build a community first, the community value what they built, the community want to be part of their stuff, and then the merch becomes the free promotion that they get because people wear it out, and the people wearing it out, like in fashion, um, feel special because people say, hey, what's that T-shirt? Oh, where do you get that from? Oh, where can I get one? Oh, well, you can get one from eBay. How much did you pay for it? Oh, I paid this much. I just went to eBay. It's like three, four, five, six times the price. Yes, of course, because it's exclusive. Oh, really? You're part of an exclusive thing? Now, all of these other PFPs are just suddenly coming in and they're saying, oh, shoot, we never thought that these guys would build, build a, a fashion brand out of it. So let's get some socks and some funny, funny packs or something or this and that and try and get into that. No, you know, they spent a year building a community and now they can more or less do anything else that they want, even with other people trying to um, bring them down. And one last thing I'd say about um, Yugo, which I think they're very genius is about, they think that anybody is going to muck around with um, the apes and um, bring a court case and all of this stuff and say bad about their founders. Well, here we go. We've got the other side, got the other side and we've got coders, right? Something totally um, unrelated, but related. So if you try to knock down one side of the um, 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 field, we're just growing a whole other thing. And they're just brilliant at that. I'm done talking. And yeah, <laughs> quick, just quick response to that. And all the thing is that also the quality of what Yuga puts out, like even down to the grommets, the threads, the, the fit, the heavy duty material. Like I've washed that hoodie 10 times. It still looks brand new. Anyways. It's, it, by the way, great point, uh, Q. And yes, uh, David, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's true. Um, Q, I, I went on the Yuga, um, not Yuga, uh, Body Bio Club uh, Twitter while you were uh, talking. And uh, it's true. It's actually really true. This, they've, they've, when you look at the page, it's all merch, merch, merch. People from the back and whatever location they're at, and and they've completely pivoted um, towards that. And it's, yeah, I, I really feel that I, when I when I really sit down and listen, I really love this uh, this uh, this by the way episode, Mando. I think it's great to have this Fridays open for like conversation with people. Um, and I really invite even like I hope this is something they listen to. Like a lot of people, whether it's uh, proof, whatever. Like I think it's it's some good points. Q and everyone's bringing up. Um, it's like I guess we just want to see some different shit. And sometimes I look back at stuff, and I'm not pointing at any project, whatever. And I think it's the case even for us. Is that like everybody? Like it's it's like it's the same thing a year later. Like we're still like some people. Like back then, remember a year and a half ago, Q on Clubhouse when like announcing that you had we were dropping a freaking hoodie would like pop the floor by like, I don't know how much like this is the like, this is like the market would be affected by just like a merch. Whereas like right now it's like uh, just another thing, but it's not just another thing either. Like if you're going to make something merch centric, then it's going to be like, it's got to be something really, really special, right? It's, it should be something really big and important and whatnot. But yeah, it's just, um, it's just, it, it's, it's really good. I think, I think we've gone kind of, around here pretty well. I did bring Mr. Felix up. I don't know if you want to kind of like 
uh, talk uh, about, uh, give us your thoughts. I know you, you came up during the whole Moonburst talk. And then I do want to raise another topic. We're going to, we're going to go over a little bit here. We have, we have some time with Mando for another like 15, 20 minutes. We want to talk about uh, the, the scams and we, we wanted to pose a question like, um, should scam victims be reimbursed or is it their problem? I thought that was a good topic to chat about, um, chat about uh, uh, today. We've seen, seen some takes, but definitely before that, uh, Felix, if you want to go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, one thing. Uh, I've been improved from day one and, you know, there was a lot of good discussions leading up to the Moonbird drop where they were seeking community feedback. And one of the things that Kevin and Justin have been very uh, true to, like a common thread, is they want to surprise and delight. And they've been saying that the nesting rewards are just fun little things to keep people engaged and that um, the bigger things are going to be more of a surprise. So, you know, oddities, they confirm, like, if you ever look at what's happened in the last 30 days, you know, oddities came out. They've also confirmed that that's going to be an ongoing drop with several collaborations with artists. They've constantly been updating the, the nesting website and the mechanics behind that. Um, you know, the merch thing, it's, you don't have to claim it. It's, you know, it's a neat little thing. Um, the biggest thing coming up, I think it's next month is their, uh, their big update. There's a big, uh, roadmap that they're rolling out that they teased out what, a week or two ago. And I think they're going to actually outline the plan for the next six months. Um, so I think that's the, that's probably the biggest thing on the horizon. But if you, I think Zeneca is going to drop a post in the next day or two, and it's about um, unrealistic expectations in the place. Um, well, in this space, I should say. And I think that's something that was touched on earlier when you have, you know, floor prices, go parabolic expectations get set so high and it's it's hard to reset it i think what proof's trying to do or what the team's trying to do is, is reset some expectations for the long-term game and you know they're, they're playing chess not checkers right the, i i think everyone's bullish long like uh, that's honestly what made me get moonbirds in the first place felix it's like, well, I'm kind of betting on another team in the space and we'll see what, what they do. And so I'm, I'm not like, I, by the way, on the market side, man, though, like I, I, you know, I know obviously there's a pullback after things like this and stuff, which is normal. Uh, they're still holding well above 20 ETH and I have no, uh, 20, sorry, 23.6. Like there's still a 24 ETH floor. They're crushing it. And you know what, Felix? Like my two, like I still genuinely believe that I'm going to see them go go back up and go and, and do some great things with proof so i'm like it's not it's not i'm not even worried about it um uh from that end so i guess we'll see uh thanks for thanks for sharing um on stage i'll throw i'll throw, I'll throw one more thing <laughs> go ahead. next next time you're in la i'd like to uh catch up and we can have a hair off and if uh if you beat me i'll uh, i'll shave <laughs> i'll shave my head oh okay well just so you know like you're dealing with the best hair in web 3 here so you're gonna lose uh, that's because i haven't doxed yet i haven't doxed yet <laughs> now I gotta go to LA and have a hair off with you, and 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 you're gonna shave if 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 you feel like my hair is better. I I, I want to see that happen. Let, let, let me qualify. I'm, I'll shave or I'll get a mullet cut. <laughs> Mando, what do you think about that? <laughs> who's the, who, oh, who judges uh, the contest players? Like, yeah, who, yeah judge exactly. Who judges it? The community. The community. Oh, okay. That's that's the only fa- that's that we have to decentralize it. I agree. I actually agree with that. It's uh, <laughs> you cracked me up. Yes, that's uh, that's really funny. Right. Put that put that in the back of your head next time you're in LA. You go down. <laughs> uh, 
I will. I will. Oh my god. Yeah, love LA. My god, miss it actually. It's such a fun place, especially in the space. So many great people from the space that are based in on the West Coast in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, of yeah, course, LA. No bias, right, Golden? <laughs> David, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're great. Uh, Julie, <laughs> you two guys. I was on the cusp of leaving LA. I, I kind of got over being here five, six years and web three's drawn me back in and now I'm staying. It's just this, this whole shift that's happening out here is, uh, is, is pretty, uh, it draws you in pretty hard. It's, it's, it's a really good environment here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's always been though for media in general, social media, there's that like web two, I used to go to LA a lot just for that reason. Just a lot of people are based out there and then web three, I mean, shit, like so many people based in LA. Right, it's um, it's a really good place to be for the space. That's for sure. Uh, and, and and you just got to think of what the consequences if you lose. I don't expect you to shave your head, but you know, there's going to be something <laughs> on the line. <laughs> oh my god, Ed loves LA, right? Right, Ed. Where's Ed at? I see him coming up on stage. I have a question for everyone. So we do want to go over this topic quickly. Uh, we have some time, but. Um, so we, we had it ready for today. Obviously, you saw Keyboard Monkey get hacked um, yesterday. Uh, not great. And the the, 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 Kampai, the fake Kampai Panda, Panda Mint. Um, and then you saw, obviously, Zeneca this week. Uh, Yuga Labs did put a tweet out saying to be careful. So this is all happening all at once. And it's, it's happening. And it's happening hard. And it's, uh, it's hard to not acknowledge that, to not talk about it because it's, it's really dangerous. So you have to, you know, I feel like we have to, do these like daily almost like just be careful right like and by the way like we have audiences i'm only i can only assume that i'm probably a, a target of of this stuff uh, given the, uh, the size of my audience on twitter so be careful like it's not gonna be any anything that's gonna be posted for for a full moment rock video is not having any mints anytime soon it's not like you know be super careful if ever you see anything like that and and definitely share if you see it but um it's um it's it's uh it's been it's been it's been heavy there's been a lot of stuff and there's been a question around that: uh, is should should victims be rewarded and refunded of the ETH that they lose? And it's something that forty one fifty six brought up as well because the noun um, Twitter got hacked not long ago, a couple weeks as well. And he was saying that it, it's dangerous if we fall into that mentality. I got to find the tweet. And then Nick, uh, you know, um, host of Nifty Portal, um, he tweeted um, this morning actually, and he said. We should stop victim blaming those whose crypto was stolen. There's one company that deserves 99% of blame, Twitter. Bots and scammers are allowed to run rampant on here and have a, a, and have for a literal decade and the company has not been held accountable. So I thought that was that was that was a good point to bring up as well and we've seen also a couple of tweets around that. Uh, before just for for reference um, when all these discords were getting hacked, right? Like you, you guys remember early on, like there was a, the early stage of the discord uh, getting hacked stuff where people actually FOMO like millions, like those hacks, like they got smaller the amount, which is good. Like now it's like 100K there, 50K there. But like before it was like in the magnitude of hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions, like people would, would fall for those things on discord. And we've seen a lot of projects and people refund, which which is fine. But then it kind of gave like this narrative that you have to refund your followers and or your holders if there's if you're getting scammed if there's a scam link going out. So we thought it was a good topic to bring up here today because it's definitely a conversation that's being held on Twitter and it's definitely an elephant in the room. And and I thought it was good. Whose whose fault is it? Maybe not pointing fingers and who whose problem is it? Whose choice should fall on? Mando, I'll go to you first. So we've had a lot of this, right? Like I think you guys got hacked, right? In Discord, 
We got hacked. Luckily, no one, um, no one minted. Um, and we've done a lot to like improve the the security for both me and OSF. Uses a YubiKey. Um, we obviously use two FA over everything. We have only only a gated Discord now. So it's like we've tried to make it as hard as possible. But it, the amount of uh, top accounts being hacked right now, I, I would like to think that it's it's kind of public knowledge that that um, this is a massive risk in the space right now. So. I can understand why maybe last year when we had tons of new entrants every single day and there were a lot of people interacting with NFTs for the first time ever um, and there were, a lot of people were getting caught. But right now, I don't know how you feel. For, there are obviously like 5,000 people entering the space, it looks like, in terms of wallets each day, but I'm not sure if that's individual people. But it does feel as though this is, you know, slightly maturing as a space and this isn't the first time that people would have heard that, you know, you shouldn't have done that in NFTs. So I can understand why we're perhaps moving to a different sort of conversation around maybe, maybe we shouldn't be um, just giving out, um, giving out not really rewards, but like protecting people in case they get hacked in these scenarios. Like sometimes it can be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it can be a lot of responsibility for, for I think even like DK motion got hacked in the people got hacked. Um, and for one person to take on that sort of responsibility is, is quite a lot, um, particularly when the the narrative and the atmosphere around is like you should not be uh, minting any of this stuff. So um, I can understand why it's changed over the last two, three weeks. Um, it feels it changed with four and five, six saying it. I think they did do it. They did um, refund everyone, but he said he like criticized that as a, uh, that happening and then from now I feel as though you're going to see increasingly people being like well no everyone now knows the risk um, it doesn't feel like that should be um, reimbursed so my, my view is that this uh, this actually isn't so bad I think we're at that stage Mando, what is your what are your thoughts on the reimbursement I, I, I want to hear because you're, you're always level head as well and you give like I, I, I want to what are your thoughts on that though you know like what do you well, think well if you'd ask me back, ago Let's say 100k gets stolen, right? But thankfully, it would have been a million this time last year. It's 100k yes. gets stolen. Is he? Should he be? Should he be um, socially entitled to like reimbursing every victim? No way. You should morally say that Zeneca has to reimburse everyone. Like that I is agree. so much. That's such a moral thing to say on him that he he has he's um, should be reimbursing everyone i think it's completely his choice where the hell he wants to do in that scenario 12 months ago i would have said i would have eared on the idea that projects and people should be reimbursing people just from what i said like it was it was a um a nascent space where we had tons and tons of new wallets around this time last year and maybe even until the end of the year but recently this happens every day so i can understand why we have to start pushing responsibility back onto each person individually, and I, I think um, it's perfectly fine for him not to reimburse. But so, uh, I, I can understand uh, every every point. I pinned a tweet from forty five fifty six. I'm going to go to David in a second, and then to Erica. But David, because you also shared something with me in 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 text that needs to be said security wise. But quickly, I I, I text uh, I I pinned the top the forty one fifty six thread, and you said having gone through this. With announced out Twitter hack, it's not clear to me that normalizing reimbursement is the way forward. And then he wrote a whole thread about it. Uh, that was that was uh, that was interesting. When he says normalizing reimbursement removes the incentive for personal responsibility, reporting to police, etc., and 
perversely creates an incentive for the hackers to keep doing their thing. It also creates an additional opportunity for grifters who can pretend they were affected. Um, and so this is this is from 4156 that I'm quoting here uh, that I wrote about some good points. So, um, so one David, thing I would say... Go ahead, Mando. Was, mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, just quickly. I would say that this is... I, I would say Twitter is partly responsible, but I think the solution here will come from MetaMask. MetaMask is already bringing in stuff where you get big red uh, warnings. They're working on it, right? When you have <laughs> approvals for all or ETH, um, ETH, ETH signatures, um, and I would say that's where we'll, we'll see strides in, in stopping this. Agreed. David? Yo, yo, yo. Um, yeah, thanks for bringing it up. And like, it's an interesting question about uh, the accountability. Um, and obviously, we've seen all kinds of hacks, and it's such a malicious uh, space. But I wanted to just bring something up, and, and thanks for bringing me up to talk about this, is that these hackers are getting more and more elaborate and more and more patient. So ladies, I'll give you the short version. So yesterday my mail comes, I get packages all the time. I get a package from Ledger, right? And I actually have the package in my hand right now. It's a package from Ledger and it's from Ledger Services from their French Paris address, DHL Express Worldwide. I open it up and it's a brand new Ledger, shrink wrapped in the box. It looks brand new. Now, thanks to all these conversations and us being in this culture, I had a little bit of radar that was like, wait a second, Ledger doesn't send you anything for free, especially if it's unsolicited. So my radar went off. I was like, what the fuck is this? So I look at it, I open it up. And Farouk, it looks, it's literally like what you would expect to buy if you didn't know any better. I open it up. It's got the little, it's, it's in pristine condition. It's got the USB connector. It's got the welcome kit and so on and so forth. So I was like, wait a second, let me just pause on this. So I go online and I check on Coindesk and I just tweeted about this. And Coindesk reported that scammers are sending ledger users fake hardware wallets. Because apparently in 2020, there was a hack of Ledger. So this is to your point, you know, are they accountable? So Ledger was hacked. 272,000 customer physical addresses were taken from Ledger's databases. So now these scammers have physical addresses of almost 300,000 people that own Ledger's and they're sending them to your home. And apparently this is where it gets really fucking interesting that they soldered a flash drive inside of the fake wallet. So when you plug it in and it looks like a device that's never been opened, it connects to the circuit board. And then what it does is it initializes a device and make a long story short, it takes you through the process of setting it up. And in that process, basically gets you into a malware situation and drains your entire bag. And that's exactly that's that is an incredible example of how elaborate and how cautious and how meticulous these scammers are getting. And I'm so glad that you brought me up because it's just like I tweeted about it, put it on my IG and all my channels because I just yeah like, I think that seriously like, everybody needs to know that this is happening because this is if you didn't know any better, this is mind blowing. No, this is like, this is next level shit. This is like, this is next level. Bro, I, Farouk, I swear to God, like, you know, guys like me and you, we've been in the space for almost a couple, for, I'm almost a, a couple of years now, so I know the difference, but if this happened to someone who just got a ledger, like, within, like, you know, 90 days, six months, oh, yeah. or whatever, they lose what everything. Have you, gone, they everything, bag stolen, forget it, it's a wrap, and, and that's a great question, Farouk, like, is ledger accountable? The other thing, too, is, like, think about the degree of patience and methodicalness that these that these scammers have put together and the thing is too apparently ledger was originally a french company and so their physical address before they got bought out is in france so that's another little red flag but these are little details that you just would have no conscious of so just crazy bro 
So please, everybody, retweet what I tweeted and just be definitely cautious. be careful. You, do and other things. If you buy a ledger, buy it from the ledger website. Don't buy from Amazon. Don't buy from Best no, Buy because you nowhere. just don't you don't know where you're getting. Official ledger website. Make sure it's completely sealed. Uh, to go back on the Twitter uh, and and all these hacks. Also, like make sure you have a YubiKey and uh, Y U B I K. EY, basically your hardware, like the ledger, but for your passwords. We already talked about it this week, so just reminding it again. Uh, Mando, we need an affiliate code, honestly, at this stage. I feel like we could bank on those UB codes. Uh, and <laughs> the official for, for, account followed me. <laughs> for Rook, I, I, my uh, uncle-in-law is actually works for them, so... If you want to get something rolling, shoot me a DM. I can, uh, I can put you. Let's in touch get. Directly. You know what? Like, uh, let's go. Let's get it rolling. Let's, let's hand them out. I don't know what it is. Like, it's not even for money. Like, just fucking hand them out to people. Like, people need to do it. Sadly, it sucks. Like, I know it sucks. Like, it sucks that I had to go through OPSEC the other day. I stress. Honestly, guys, like, I stress over this. Like, I'm scared of the day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna get a text from a friend saying, "Yo, are you hacked?" And then I'm gonna hear about people potentially getting hurt. Like, it's something that personally, as someone has a really large audience in this space stresses me the fuck out like it's scary and even when you have a project so as a founder i'm scared like i'm i'm genuinely like i i i'm scared about like my my our holders like just getting affected by a potential discord this this like we we actually upsec a lot we check like i'm always with jc like yo you know what's up with discord security i check in on this all the time and we're just like making sure things are fine in my twitter but like it sucks that i know it's boring i know it's like you have to go through the other day i changed all the emails the thing like it's a lot, right? But but you gotta you gotta get it done. Just get the fucking key, express ship it three to seven days, whatever it is. Like get yourself another ledger. Get yourself the, the get yourself your first ledger if you don't have one. It's all these things. Like it's so crazy because then we have conversations like this. But who uh, who gets the the, the blame? This that Erica, uh, go to you regarding the the topic on the Twitter hacks. Yeah, great question, Farouk. I mean, I agree. Twitter um, needs to move faster, and also totally agree that we need to be more careful and spread the word like you're saying david um it's getting crazily savvy this is like kind of a new kind of warfare i made a film that kind of uh, touched on like tech warfare stuff and it's 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 intense um and i just want to share this kind of personal story just because i almost lost (laughs) for the first time my clonex and who knows even all my investments yesterday um um, during that artifact hoodie drop, there were scammers trolling people who are having technical difficulties. So, you know, bear in mind, they always prey, prey on those emotional moments. Um, and one from a fake account that just added an underscore to Artifact's community manners, manager's Twitter account. So being tired, moving too fast, I stupidly, you know, DM the person for help because I, I clicked on the account quickly and saw they had like 30,000 followers, whatever. I was like, oh, OK, but I was being stupid. And so they first acted as though they're being helpful, asking what browser you're using, going back and forth in conversation, then told me to go to Collabland, a URL, and accept gas fees. And I was like, oh, shit, OK, no way. But, you know, and then immediately blocked and reported and blocked but um just you know maybe check whether your projects ever dm um i learned afterwards that artifact does not to try to protect us check people's handles not just how many people you know um are following them but who's following them too because if they only have like two followers then um that's the thing and and my husband said yesterday that like blue checks are um he was like afraid of (laughs) like following any blue checks back and so i was just wondering what folks know about that as well yeah, this whole like blue check thing too. Like, remember that period of time where like a bunch of like Azuki founders, Bake founders, this and that. Um, it's uh, it's, oh my god, it was so much uh, going on. Uh, Justin, well, yeah, one, yeah, just one quick thing about this. So I think when we try to think about you know 
uh, prescriptions for these kind of topics, we have to uh, tie it back to the principles that are attached to those prescriptions. So for me, it comes down to what are the reasonable expectations of the end user consumers, broadly speaking, because we have to realize we're on a global social media platform. So we can't, you know, have prescriptions that, uh, you know, early adopters of NFTs like us who have our guards up and know all these like special uh, extra, you know, precautions we need to take that might not be the reasonable expectation of the consumers at large. And so, for example, with Zeneca, by the way, the, the conversation should not be about the reasonable expectation from Zeneca because it seems like his he did all the he wasn't careless with his Twitter. It was it was Twitter itself. That, yeah, that, I've actually you know, chatted with him about that. He had yeah, no and it was Twitter side. itself. He sent me screenshots of his connected apps and everything. I was running through him through some OPSEC. And yeah, it seems like he actually had his shit tight. Yes. So that's the key thing. So then it's like, okay, so it's Twitter that um, that was compromised. That then um, And then obviously uh, the, the, you know, whoever compromised uh, Twitter then compromised his account on Twitter. And so therefore, look, we have to realize that, yeah, these hackers are getting more and more sophisticated, sometimes more sophisticated than the technologies they're hacking themselves. Um, but that doesn't um, kind of replace the responsibilities of those platforms or technologies. And there are two, and, and so first thing, obviously, they need to build up as much security protocol as possible. In this case, I would say, you know, if anyone should be, um, you know, compensating the victims, it, it would be Twitter. But then second, you know, secondarily, um, they should have, obviously, and they do have insurance policies for this matter, right? So so these insurance policies can cover situations like the, you know, uh, unprepared or unknown. Um, and then I, I also do think that there is going to be like a trend, probably maybe not too too far out in the future of, you know, insurance NFTs as well um, that, that will, um, you know, compensate uh, those victims who participate in, in those um, in those programs. Such a good idea. Yeah, there's already like big sort of crypto policies, basically like sort of like general liability sort of um, blockchain and DeFi policies that are already popping up everywhere. I think it's only a matter of time before NFT step up. Um, Farouk, I love you, my bro. Everybody on stage, I got a bell to a phone call. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of the conversation. Peace out, fam. Thanks for Every- sharing. Felix, Thank you, Felix. man. I'm going to go to you and then we're going to slowly wrap up since uh, we went 30 over here. Cool, cool. Um, I was just going to say the two two big examples of people responding to the community in the last week or so was probably uh, Mulligan from uh, Premint and Zeneca, which both took very different approaches. And I think it's part of uh, who your audience is or who your community is um, probably determines the best course of action. And I think with the, the Premint exercise or response, you know, that was something that wasn't just a, you know, a Twitter. That was something that was actually more of a a technical uh, software issue with the actual platform. So I feel like he had the the appropriate response uh, trying to deal with that. Zeneca took a different approach where, you know, he still felt guilty and wanted to give back. And he's actually giving his time back to those affected, which some may even value higher than uh, what they lost, but it's a way that he can, something he can give back and, you know, still help grow and contribute to to the community. Yeah. There's many ways in which you can pay back, right? Rather than I, I, just eat their money. Exactly. And I think, I think people value time in this space, especially with people like Zeneca, uh, over a lot of money. That's why people pay to get into you know, the 333 and Zen Academy. So, so I think it's a neat approach. And I think uh, the people that are impacted outside of all the security measures that's going to continue to happen, uh, founders and, and project teams should think about how they, uh, they best respond. Because I don't think there's a one-shoe-fits-all. 
I agree. By the way, pre-mint um, thing is, I, I spoke to Brendan, and uh, it, did you guys see that they turned around and acquired Vulcan? Dude, that's a, that's an epic purchase. We Vulcan should talk. Is, it's crazy, is, bro. Vulcan is going to be the, the new standard. Uh, Dude, they literally turned around and acquired the yeah. fucking company. How crazy, Felix? Like, I saw that. I was like, wow, that's Chad. Dude, that, that, that's like Kevin Rose and Justin acquiring uh, Divergence. Like, there's been some big movers and shakers happening in the last month that kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah, we talked about the M&A of the space briefly uh, this week, earlier on. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's not a one size fits all, and uh, and it depends on like Zeneca has like a personal case and Prima is a company case, but there's a problem with what they were put like their software, so it's kind of on them. They came around and they're paying people back what they lost, and I think this is like proper etiquette. And then on the Zeneca side, also I think it's proper etiquette the the way he's handling it and 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 whatever happens with with everybody else. So it's but also just you know it's your responsibility also to to keep your stuff tight. But if you have it tight, then what are you gonna do? You know, it's like you have the two FA, you have this, you have this, and it still happens. Then it's it's weird. It's really scary. Uh, those whole like people thinking like some people thinking that it's like an insider. Some people thinking that maybe other people don't have proper. It's like a whole like. It's pretty crazy um, this whole uh, situation. So I guess we'll see um, we'll see what happens uh, with all that. But definitely, everybody, you gotta be extremely, extremely, extremely careful. Uh, you know, maneuvering in this space. It's dangerous. There's a lot of money involved in the space, which attracts a lot of bad actors. And that's I'll, normal. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw out one one thing that I recently did the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, I picked up a couple of ledges. I split up my vault. So instead of Mark. having everything in one wallet, you know, and a lot of people do that, hell, you see some of these big, you know, uh, influencers, we'll call it, um, that are minting these random things off, off wallets that have crazy stuff in them, which kind of blows my mind. But instead of just putting a vault together to brag about it or whatever, I'm splitting it up into various things because if one gets compromised, it's not the end of the world. So that's for the sake of 70 or $80 to get a ledger. You know, when we're talking large five or six figures uh buy yourself three or four of them and just split it up also <laughs> don't mint from a, a tweet that has replies disabled yeah like that, that's but you know, you know 55 11 like i feel like they're gonna get more clever so even oh, like sure. don't mint at all from a fucking like i would even go as far as saying like look like the reply disabled thing that we all caught on to it you see how good we, I, I bet you nobody lost money in the keyboard monkey thing yesterday i'm willing to bet on that or maybe very little Right. Let's. I, I'd be curious if someone has the numbers. But even on Zeneca, how much was actually lost? Like we were so quick to say not mint this shit that we we were literally trending on Twitter. Do not mint. Like so. Dude, the, the website was down in thirteen minutes, which is ex- yeah. And, and Justin Taylor from Twitter just locked the account down so freaking fast. You know. I think I think that was a good sign. Like there's a lot of bad actors in this place, and uh, and unfortunately, like a tragedy pulls a lot of people together. And I think that was a really refreshing moment to see Agreed. Twitter unify behind you know a common purpose, and uh, and it, it totally totally paid off and mitigated a lot of the damage. Um, yeah. I think the other thing is if if you're minting, even with a reputable uh, brand or a Twitter account or whatever, just assume anything in that wallet that you're minting with could get drained. So do a burner wallet. It costs nothing more. Throw a little bit of gas money in there. It's going to cost you a dollar or two in this market to uh to put the ultimate security. It's the best in. time to move your assets. It's the best time to secure your assets, fam. Yo, like this gas is like 
It's a dollar. It's like thirty cent, fifty cent, a dollar, two dollar gas. Like this is the best freaking time ever to secure your assets. Yeah, and why why isn't Twitter shutting down those accounts that are having time enough to you know get twenty thousand, thirty thousand followers that are fake accounts? Or are we not doing our job? Or you know, are there ways of doing this better? Or what's going on? There's a very big issue on the Twitter side. That that what Nick said in his tweet and what we just talked about a little bit. Like, there's a very very big problem of bots and stuff at Twitter. It, and that's it would clear. not. It would probably be a good investment for them to hire a savvy person just to troll Web three Twitter accounts and identify flag them, reach out to them. Because you can, if you accidentally shut one down, you can fire it back up in a, you know, 24 hour, 48 hour period. But for the sake of hiring someone to do that, it would, it would pay off in dividends. Well, back to a conversation we had last night about, you know, the PR side of things and having better pushback on this, on the messaging and um, narrative. I feel like, you know, we should write a media article authored by a ton of people that are just like, uh, you guys got to do this. Let's make it happen. You know, we can, we, we've clearly made shit uh, a viral on Twitter, all of us. We can make stuff trend, you know? So that, that's definitely, you know, we'll see what happens there. Like, I personally, like, it's frustrating. It's not cool. I've been in social media, I've been doing social media my whole life. And, like, I, I've, I've seen, I've gotten hacked, brute force, sim swap. Like, one night I lost 4 million followers on Instagram in, like, a click, right? And then we ended up getting it back over a couple of months. But, like, a couple of weeks and it sucks so i've been there i've done that i've seen it all and it's 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 um it's not great and it's it's not cool that it's still happening like i'm like fuck like i'm looking at everything going on in this space right now and i'm like damn that's a throwback to like my life like it's just like getting hacked and people stealing your shit and fishing and impersonating and social engineering and, and all this stuff that was so ugly and like in in the whole like web 2 social media game i was in and it's just like and it's i, I just don't like it and and, and but I, what i like is that we're like so quick now like yo this person's hacked don't fucking mint anything don't touch it like it's at least like i love this 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 aspect this layer to to, to what's happening on so we're building like what's happening right now is like nfts are like the layer on top of like the, the internet and social media is being built like we're building a layer on top of that right now and i think it's cool to be able to see it happen in times like this but it's um it's uh yeah it's not great but yeah anyways anyways right erica anyways <laughs> <laughs> i know it's a total anyways moment but i have to add in like i just just as a resource because um i know some really hard you know kind of high level cyber cybersecurity people just because that was one of the threads of a film you know on tibet with china you know doing all the stuff they do um so you know maybe that person maybe you know some of those people would like to come on and kind of like from a total outside perspective like we're talking about last night just like it's really important when we're when we're hiring people that we consider hiring the best person from web 2 instead of worrying about you know that they understand everything about web 3 this is definitely needs to be a topic of discussion i think maybe for for one of the fridays or mondays talks because there we go through brother discussion but hiring that um the web 2 people and web 3 and all that um definitely want to have it thursday nights are fun uh, that space, that space is great. Uh, everybody, just a reminder: at 3 p.m. today, we have the Rug Radio Town Hall um, biweekly. Uh, so it's uh, it's today at 3 p.m. I'm gonna pin it, but I just tweeted it out. Uh, if you're gonna be around, it's gonna be recorded as usual, and the notes are provided. By the way, all the notes from all our town halls of Rug Radio are all on Discord. There's always an article going up the same day, uh, if not the day after, uh, with the town hall notes. Some exciting things going on, of course, as usual. Uh, and this was a fun show. What a week, man, though. I, I'm really, really happy. I tweeted that yesterday, but or the day before, I forgot. Uh, you know, 
days in space are crazy, but um, it's I'm yeah, really happy, proud of how this 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 show's going. Um, if you go on Spotify, by the way, Golden, holy shit, good job, dude! Like fuck, like I went on Spotify the other day just for fun. I was like GM NFTs, and look up. It's the first thing that comes up is Rug Radio, and and there is like fifty. Like how many are there's like hundred? There's so many episodes that are already uploaded and the rare pepper stuff you uploaded that the same like what a minute after i was like what like <laughs> everything's on there yeah rare most pepper. shows most shows get like uploaded by like 12 12 o'clock pacific time over here so we're yeah. we're on it we're getting them up there this your guy, recaps man. are brilliant too man this is awesome bro yeah the recaps appreciate i agree with that appreciate it. The, the, the threads Much are love. brilliant and and the Pepe are there, the Claire Silver conversation. Wow, what a great convo. And then what happens? Dali fucking gave people the commercial rights. So crazy. Uh, and we're going to have to have a follow-up with Claire Mando on that in a couple of weeks then. Uh, and then, you know, Dudas yesterday. Uh, Dudas yesterday was extremely insightful, Mando. Um, wow, thanks for bringing that on. Like, uh, Mike on. It was, like, it was really good. Uh, but, yeah, great, great, great week on the show. If you have any suggestions for us, that people that you really dream of, like, listening to in the space people you look up to whether artists builders community builders like whatever it is you know chief vibe officers whatever you want you just let us know and we'll 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 have we'll try to bring them on for origin stories trying to do origin stories tuesday wednesday thursdays like three days a week at least uh which is great i think uh, to highlight people in the space and, and and maybe outside of the space too so it's um it's really cool uh and with that i'll see y'all monday 10 30 a.m eastern standard time 7 30 a.m pacific standard time for another show of GM NFTs on Rug Radio with my co-hosts, OSF and Mando. Big shout out to Golden Crypto as usual, uploading everything, putting threads out. Thank you, 5511. Justin, can't believe you sold your moonbirds. Erica, okay. <laughs> Erica, Felix, thank you for first-time callers. Felix and Timbo who came on stage. Just so you know, like you can always request and, and then just bring people up depending on when they request it, blah, blah, throughout the show to, to partake in the conversation. I'd love to hear new voices so thank you so much for coming up. It was a great week. Love y'all. Have a beautiful weekend, fam. Enjoy it. Touch grass, smoke grass, do whatever you want with grass, and just have a beautiful weekend. Peace out. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. On this beautiful day. A good morning, NFTs. Got the Alpha on Web 3, and it's all on Rogue Radio. It's a beautiful day, uh, to have a beautiful day. Yeah. GM, GM. Rogue Radio. Hell yeah. Peace out, fam.